play and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode eight, Spiderwebs. If only oh, cop out, they didn't play that song live. I was going to say, if only we got to hear Spiderwebs, it would have been I, so I, much better. I was like disappointed we didn't get at least one from Tragic Kingdom. Like I, I get what up, was going you. on, but at the same time, like, come on. Like we all wanted to hear at least one from Tragic at Kingdom. At least one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This was written by Gina Fattori, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Bethany Rooney, who directed episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, fuck yeah. Ugly Betty, The Fosters, Parenthood, Nashville, Pretty Little Liars, My Heart, Station 19, The Blacklist, um, all of those to name just a fair few of her over 100 credits. Bethany Rooney oh is my God. Mm-hmm. Damn, get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Get it. Originally aired on November 13th, 2002, my, one of my best friend's birthdays. Um, description from Wikipedia. <laughs> Girl, this one has bullet points, so so lock in, lock in. (laughs) Courtesy of Todd, Dawson gives Jen 10 tickets to a No Doubt concert, reserving the last two in the backstage passes for passes, backstage passes for him and Natasha. Almost everyone brings a date. Okay, bullet point number one. Dawson discovers Uh that his tickets and backstage passes are actually for tomorrow. He, Natasha, and Natasha's... (laughs) cleavage attempt to charm their way in but ultimately are arrested and must be bailed out by todd despite this dawson seems to have admits to having enjoyed the evening it was i enjoyed it as well (laughs) joey brings eddie but discovers she accidentally has left the tickets in her dorm room an hour's drive away eddie also attempts to charm his way backstage more successfully as it turns out that his father works at the arena Jen brings CJ, leading to awkwardness between him and Audrey. She never called him back after their one-night stand. CJ, who's now pursuing Audrey in earnest, inadvertently admits the entire thing to Jen, who criticizes him for attempting to swoop in on her depressed and vulnerable friend. Fair. I think that's giving Jen a little more credit than is due, (laughs) to be quite honest. I love me some Jen, but Mm -hmm. there's a few, there's a few moves in this episode that I'm not super, super happy about. Why CJ? Why is he happening? Get him out of here. I'm just like, I don't know why. Are we supposed to like this guy? Uh, I I mean, great questions all. (laughs) Um, When Pacey finds out, he starts a physical scuffle with CJ. (laughs) His platonic date is Emma, who confronts him over his lingering feelings for Audrey. Jack brings David. As the evening breaks up, Jack drives Jen home for moral support and David volunteers to help Audrey. The two bond over how unsuccessful their attempts at dating are. Each of them are about to go home with a different girl. Okay, my history is mysteries. So who's Audrey's date then? Kind of Jen also. I mean, Jen's the one who invites her. Yeah. Um, My history is mysteries. On November 12th, 2002... Toxicologist Kristen Rossum is convicted of the 2000 murder of her husband, Gregory Gregory DeViller, in San Diego. Rossum had poisoned her victim using fentanyl, passing off the crime as a suicide. Oh, shit. Damn. Is that like the first fentanyl death in California? I I mean, like, that's kind of was my question about, like, why? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. 
Okay, November 16th, 2002, a campaign against climate change march takes place in London from Lincoln's field, Lincoln's in fields, past ESSO offices to the United States Embassy. Hmm. And also November 16th, 2002, the first case of severe acute respiratory syndrome, aka SARS, a zoonosis caused by a coronavirus is recorded in Guangdong, China. Hmm. So, um, number one movie is Eight Mile. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> we saw that in the theaters. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but RIP Brittany Murphy. Owned it. Did we God. own it? We lost a true legend. We did. What I a- wasn't able to get through the documentary, it was too sad. Oh yeah, I watched it. It's, I mean, it's sad, but good. Yeah. Number one song, surprise, surprise, is "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it'll remain there for a while. Um, debuting at number fifty-eight is "Family Portrait" by Pink. Okay. Um, so we were in the Pink era yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Debuting at number eighty-eight is "Like That" by Baby, featuring P Diddy, which. Okay. I did recognize when I played it for myself. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, okay. And at number 96, we have One of Those Days by Whitney Houston. Yes. I know. So Whitney, even in a 2002, is still, you know. Bangers. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so we're going to open at Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and it's so exciting because our friends are hanging out and they're like catching up on like the breakup and then the fight between, you know, Joey and Audrey, which yeah, is Dawson's like what I goss. fucking wanted. I Like we are begging for these yeah. scenes so we can know yeah. how everyone feels and also know that these people are fucking friends. Like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, like because that means that like Joey confided in them Jen you know or jack yeah. or i guess maybe audrey confided in them because like at the end of this episode i'm like does joe even care about her friends i don't know um, <laughs> All right, who can say <laughs> but dawson is also like genuinely interested as well which i think is very like sweet and thoughtful and yeah. like you can see how like i don't know i i think even with his like journey of you know, doing his career, he still knows the importance of like these people being his friends and he wants to keep it that way. Yeah. And checking in and, you know, it sounds like you really have to call us more because like, we're just catching you up on all the hot goss. It's taking forever because yeah. there's so much to catch you up on. And Jack, Jack kind of like has a bone to pick though. Cause, cause Jen says Audrey and Joey are fighting and Jack's like, eh, they're not fighting. And this is where we see that David is at this table. Yeah. And David looks, David looks at Dawson and is like, let me give this to you straight, sir. He's like, they're keeping their distance, not necessarily fighting. And Jen's like, I actually think it might be a good idea to put Audrey and Pacey in the room together and like, let them like sort things out. Yeah. It's kind of sweet to see how like Jen is advocating for Pacey. And Audrey too, you know, Absolutely. but like as their friend, you know? Yeah. And I do like, I really love Jen here and I love Jen mm-hmm. and Dawson here. I love like yeah. that we get this, like, they're so friends. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Jen, cause Dawson's like, okay, thank you. I have to go now. Mm-hmm. And, and Jen's mm-hmm. like, Joey's not working tonight. Like it's not, you don't have to go because of that, you know? Yeah. And, and she's like, you can stay and eat with us. And he's like, no, no, no. I really do have to go. But he's like, but I have a gift for you. 
And he gives her an envelope full of tickets to the No Doubt concert. Yeah. And Jen's like so amped and like who fucking wouldn't be, to be honest. Like, no, you totally. know, um, I, I'll, I'll have I have seen No Doubt Live. I will yeah. um, talk about it later. Uh, so Dawson leaves. And like as he walks out the door, Joey walks in mm-hmm. and she's wearing what I think of as the one great coat of Joey Potter, like oh, that okay. orange coat. Like, OK, that's the one that like that's the culmination coat. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, I will have a picture on Twitter. I took okay. I took pictures. As I was <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's interesting because like you said earlier, Jen is acknowledging that like there is a real like chasm between Dawson and Joey and from you know Jen's standpoint it's something that doesn't need to or want to be repaired you know she doesn't think that they need to work on their friendship and she also knows Dawson doesn't really want to work on their friendship so when we see this scene like I feel like Dawson's completely respectful and I watched walked away being like am I on Dawson's side like what is happening you know because like (laughs) Joey kind of seems like mad that they're not friends. She like, I, I, I mean, I hear you. I see what you're saying. I don't know that I would call it mad. I don't know that okay. that's how I would look at it, but like yeah. fair. If that's how you felt, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, my thing is I felt like she was like awkward and tentative towards him. Like she doesn't know where she gets to step here because like all the other times that they've been in situations sort of like this, like she's stepped wrong and like everything's exploded, you know? Mm. And so like, I get that, like, she's a little tentative. I also get that, like the kind of neither of them are really like gonna reach across the aisle, so to speak at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's also sad because she it kind of seems like she has no friends too she's like yeah. all like awkward with Dawson who's her best friend and then she's also like oh is everyone else here because like I really need someone to lean on right now you know mm. and like I don't know like they're there it, it kind of feels like there's this divide of like Joey and like I was saying in the last episode where she's all alone with Eddie and Hudson and college and all these things and we don't see her really interacting with her friends and like you know I have always felt that's like uh, that holds Joey back that she doesn't have people there to like bounce her thoughts and her feelings and we don't know how she feels so like you know there's that as well and then now we're in this moment where like I guess she's having some tension and she wants her friends you know and like they're I don't know it kind of felt like an interesting thing especially since we know for sure in season six like she's the star of the show Mm -hmm. but all the other characters are like not really her friends in this way totally she's kind of on an island alone Mm -hmm. no I, I definitely get that you know and like you know, he, he, like Dawson kind of, he, I mean, he does, he's like, oh, I heard you and Audrey had a fight. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess people fight. Like, yeah, which like, I kind of feel <laughs> fucked up. Like, I don't know. I do she's think like, it's fucked yeah. up. She's like, yeah, she's like dismissing what happened between her and Audrey. And yeah. like, you know, like I can understand how she thinks Audrey was being a wild bitch or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. because Audrey did lash out at her. However, there were was a lot of grains of truth to what Audrey was saying. Totally. And like, 
also Joey is claiming that Audrey's like her best friend and changed her life. So like, and Audrey's there being like, I'm depressed. And Joey's like, well, yeah, people fight. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, Joey, this is kind of like a tough pill to swallow. Like you're, and I know that like the thing is she's saying, she's not saying that about Audrey. She's, she's saying, saying that to Dawson, Dawson. Mm-hmm. but at the same time, she is saying it about Audrey and that's like one right. of her like downfalls, you know, is it, it's like it, even in this moment, Dawson is holding you back from having a, a good authentic friendship with Audrey, you know, and seeming like a good friend to Audrey, you know? And and not only that, but like this, like, I, I don't even, it's like this, like kind of residual bullshit from your mm-hmm. relationship with Dawson and this falling out that you guys had like is now affecting other relationships and how yeah. you, and like what you're bringing into other relationships and, you know, this friendship with Audrey. Um, but also like what else, where else is it kind of spilling over is, is right. the question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Dawson's like, I, Oh, I gotta go, you know, like, okay, see ya, like whatever. And she's like, you know, the, you can stay like, they're your friends too. And he's like, I know they're my friends, but I have to go. Yeah. like which I thought was really interesting that he was like yeah I'm aware like you don't have to tell me that they're my friends like yeah I was like woof and then he she looks sad I mean she looks really sad when he leaves no I agree and I was like what is she sad about like is she sad that he didn't ask her anything like or they didn't catch up or whatever when he like kind of opened the door and like you know and I, I understand why there's tension between them and why she like acted the way she did however like to then watch her be like oh man I can't believe he didn't fall for my tricks you know it's like it's at this point it's exhausting you know and also like it's what does exhausting. she want from Dawson like what does she yeah. want you know like like, honestly, Joey, like, what do you want? Like you, when you were still claiming to be best friends with him, like over the summer, you didn't fucking talk to him. So like now you want something different. Like, what is that that you want then you yeah. want to like not call yourself friends, but somehow like be in the know about each other's lives. Like, oh my gosh. Well, and my thing is like, you know, I get being sad that like this person kind of isn't your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he is their friends, but he's not yeah. really your friend anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And like, you know, that's actually pretty relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think particularly for the age of 19 mm-hmm. where like, mm-hmm. it's definitely, you know, I've definitely had experiences that are similar to that, if not exactly like that. Yeah. 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 But like, you know, I agree with you that like, she seems pretty un uh reflective <laughs> i guess unreflective or like not sure of what mm-hmm. she wants or what she's trying for and like i you know i mean props to her that she was like i kind of need to be around someone so i came to this place where my friends hang out to see if i could find a friend and like good for good on you mm-hmm. that you didn't just like i don't know pout at a creek or something like that right. which is like a step up um <laughs> But like from from previous seasons, but like at the same time, you know, yeah, it's you know, it's hard. It's hard when when friendships fall apart. Um, that's just hard. Yeah. No, I wish I, we had gotten deeper into it and what everyone was feeling. But, you know, I'm no, glad I mean, obviously, that's it. like the biggest detriment to this storytelling is that like we don't really know how Joey feels mm-hmm. about like like one week after she fucked Dawson and they didn't, it didn't work out. Like, we don't really know, like, you know, we haven't had a check-in with anyone about like, 
how this event totally changed her life and the trajectory of her life and like yeah. what that means to her, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, again, like at this point, we're supposed to believe she's the main character, but she's the one we know least about the inner workings of her mind, you know? So totally. it's super interesting. Totally. Um, and like, you know, like I, like I said, I was like, am I on Dawson's side in this situation? Like, I feel like he handled it like as respectfully as possible, you know, and he's going off what she has told him, you know? And yeah. also was like nice to him. And, but at the same time, like you said, we're kind of nothing and don't want to be friends. So we're not, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, after her sad face, we go to the credits and then we come back on like a different day at hell's kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's in different outfits and it seems like daytime and Eddie's yeah. like, it's like mid conversation. Eddie's like, wait, you want to go to no doubt? Yeah concert and she's like you want me to drive an hour (laughs) to Worcester um and she's like well you have a car so like you could drive to Worcester and he's like okay so like our date is like we're gonna go to Worcester and see no doubt and like all of your friends are gonna be there Uh (laughs) and he's like all how is that a date which like I was like fair (laughs) no I definitely agree it's fair but and then on the other hand I was like too caught up in the fact that Joey's like I need my friends right now and then all of her friends are going to this event and like seemingly have tickets next to each other and she's like no I'm gonna go by myself and we're not all gonna go together yeah like I like couldn't take my mind off of that because it's like again like Joey's all by herself and not friends with anyone we get so many friend moments in this episode but none of them involve Joey sure and because like she's like you know well we're both gonna be there and like if you play your cards right I might kiss you at the end of this date and and he's like um excuse me like I have already been kissed my dad you know (laughs) and he's like it's funny because like I kind of hate what he's saying like Uh because he because it does feel like borderline like weird like, yeah, yeah like exactly if i drive also, an hour i better get a hand job in the back yeah you better at least yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> suck my dick in the back seat but yeah uh and but at the same time like oliver hudson i i just will give him props that he is pretty damn charming so like yeah like you I kind was of like get into the banter i guess where you're I was like, like oh i'm kind so of charmed stupid, by this <laughs> but like okay i'm here for it and like i totally. think that's the comp like i think he's just cast so well and that's like the complicatedness of the character of eddie and like to be honest speaks volumes for an actor like michael pitt or jensen Mm. ackles you know we're like this could be different boys you know right 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 Um, like these people you know it's not like oliver hudson is getting like you know lines and and stuff that's like that much better than what cj is getting but he just like puts his you know yeah and in the the abstract it's not like oliver hudson is hotter than you know jensen ackles like i Mm -hmm. think he's hotter but like in the abstract they're like at the same level yeah they're both people on tv yeah they're not ugly like traditionally (laughs) white good-looking guys you know um Yeah. yeah yeah um so you know he he like he's like Joey says like there's a different way than option. (laughs) And this is like a weird telling for Joey too. She's like, either the night could end in a kiss or you could end with us shaking hands. And you're like, I mean, again, Joey, there's actually a lot of ways this night could go. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. He's like, you could, uh, you could walk me to my door and I'll give you gas money and shake your hand. And I was like, okay. But he, I mean, to his credit, he's like, okay, I'm in like, (laughs) I know. know? I mean, I guess he's like charmed by this, like weird, this like quote innocence that Joey has, you know, I guess. Yeah. Um, so well, and it's like, I guess it's technically their first date. Yeah, but like definitely. I don't know. I mean, as well, a millennial, it's just like, what as the a fuck does a date yeah. mean? Because like he's saying, he's like, that's not a date. Technically, this isn't a date. Like if if her friends are going to be there, and if it is yeah. a date, then she already went on a date with him at the haunted mansion with Harley yeah. there. You know, it's like they've already <laughs> been out together, right? Um, and then like some maybe- might argue this is a third date. And yeah, it's then, like maybe even like dropping off the food at the movie set is a date. Like, you know, right. depending on who's like making these like boundaries Arbitrary about what rules. the term yeah. a date is, you yeah. know? And like, I acknowledge that she's like, I want a date between us. Like that's, I don't want to play these games anymore. Like I actually want that. And like, you know, for me, someone who complains a lot about this show, I'm like, we never see dates on this show. I'm dying to see a date, you know? And I think like, because we want watch for patreon like you know the the episode the kiss and they finally go on a date dawson and joey and i'm like man this is such a mood like they go on a fucking date yeah that's a date yeah like i feel like the show would be better for it if we saw more actual dates like lived in the relationships we're supposed to care about i hear you i hear you also i want to say as like maybe not a counterpoint but another point to this is Uh that like we as millennials we as two millennials who are the same age as these characters and thus you know at this point we're going going on dates with people yeah myself um going on dates with people and like you know sleeping with people at this time and doing doing the things that these characters are doing like my thing is like there's there's also like a hang sort of yeah thing, right it's like it's like you guys haven't like yes I understand that like a lot of rules of dating started changing with our generation of like you actually have to say if you're my girlfriend even if we're like right. sleeping together even if right. we're you know like we actually have to like make that kind of like mm-hmm. known yeah. of like what these boundaries Define are and we relationship. have to yeah we have to talk about what the boundaries are and make definitions mm-hmm. exactly and and like it does feel very like you know the people writing this show are definitely not millennials right um, definitely and it feels like there does sometimes feel like you hit those generational divides in this mm-hmm. show and i do think a little bit that's what we see here is like you know, maybe if there were a couple of 20 early twenties people, they would be like, Oh yeah. But some, like, we just like fuck each other. And then like, at some point decide like, Oh, maybe we should just like fuck only each other. Yeah. (laughs) And I do think that there is like validity to hanging out with like the person you're pursuing friends and like getting in, in their life, which I think there's like an authentic authenticity to David being there at the beginning of this episode as he's like pursuing Jack. However, I have problems with that because we actually don't get the dating of Jack and David. It's always like, you know, we don't get the romantic look in each other's eyes, kiss scene that like, why the fuck not, you know, that we're getting with all these other straight characters. 
Right. And I think like, and I think for us at the time, I mean, you know, I think we had a little group of friends and, Mm -hmm. and like, that was kind of a test was like, can you, can the person you're dating, like deal with the rest of us and deal with the four of us when we're together? Yeah, exactly. We were, I mean, particularly at 19, we were like quite a handful, (laughs) (laughs) but the dudes who could hang, we were like, okay, okay. You know, you're good. Yeah. Anyway, so we go to the movie set where Todd and Dawson are like talking because like apparently they finished their day early and but they're like waiting to do a night shoot and they don't know they're if they waiting should, for like, the sun to set. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it, it doesn't make sense, but it does. They have like and a so long conversation. They have this that like doesn't banter yeah. about like wrapping early and then Todd's like, oh, is there a pole going a pool going that like we're going to wrap early on a Friday and you just want to hang out. And like there's also yeah. this other pool going about when Dawson and Natasha were going to fuck. And like, I don't know, I've never worked on a film set. So this is probably like authentic of like the pools and the bets and whatever. I don't care. But like whatever we get set up where Todd's like, yeah, if we close early or we set, you know, you are done early. I'm going to sleep like an old person. And I was like, that is so authentic. I, I love you. this. Yeah. And then Todd, the only reason why this happens, right. Is that Todd hands the tickets. Yeah. Todd hands Dawson two other tickets that are like good tickets with backstage passes. Yeah. And like Todd's basically like, okay, like we can wrap early. Cause Dawson, you know, Dawson kind of makes it known. Like if we wrap right now, I win the pool and I would really yeah. like to win the pool. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, so Todd finally kind of gives in, uh, you know, and he Dawson's cause Dawson kind of pushes is like, I'll get, I'll like split the pool with you and Dawson and yeah. Todd's like, I don't need that. I won the pool when about like when you when and you, Natasha were going to exactly. fuck again. And you know, Todd, so Todd gives Dawson these tickets. They're really good tickets. And he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the hotel. Like you guys go have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't ever remember a bet on a movie set that I was on like this, a pool like this on a movie set. But um, <laughs> this is kind of fucked up. But we used to do a death pool um, at Book Soup of uh, mm. what what big authors were going to die next. Mm. Because when I worked in at a bookstore at Book Soup, um, it was like when all of those old literary lions were like pretty old and like mm-hmm. deteriorating quickly. And we yeah. used to do it. We used to do that. That's the closest I've ever come to something like this. Right. I mean, it <laughs> seems like marginally authentic and like whatever. And I sure. also like, just don't care. <laughs> like, don't care. You know? No, there was so much like of that. The that whole I was like, point of that scene matter. was just so that like Dawson gets Got these tickets. better tickets. So again, like the other star of our show is definitely not going to be with our friends, you know, no, totally. <laughs> he's going to be in his own world, which like, you know, it, honestly, it's just disappointing. Why couldn't we just get all of them at the road of the sea and like their drama happening, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, everyone's drama exploding, right? Okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, anyways, like do, then it's like Joey and Dawson are hanging out and like Eddie and Natasha are there and it's fucking weird, but yeah. like only because they think it's weird, not because like, you know, Natasha, yeah. like Natasha definitely won't think that's weird, you know? She doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. So we see then Audrey and Jen at the record store. And it's product- amazing. They're hanging out. They're hanging out. Awesome. Big product placement that they look at. No Doubt's album, Rocksteady. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and Jen makes the very astute observation that if No Doubt can overcome their romantic entanglement, <laughs> you can come to a concert with Basie. And I was like, 
Fair point. I mean, I very, very fair point. I know. I know. Um, listen, Michelle Williams and Busy Phillips are delightful on screen together. I would watch them any day doing whatever. And I totally agree. That's what I mean. It's like we get like my two friends hanging out because we're yeah. also going to get a fucking Jen and Pacey scene. That's I know. Too. That's so I'm just like, yeah. this is amazing. And this is what I want to watch. And like every time we cut to Joey and Dawson, I don't care because they're not with our friends, you know? Exactly. And Audrey's like, oh, is she, is Joey bringing that guy? And Jen's know, like, so cute. She's like pumping Jen for gossip. <laughs> yeah. And Jen's like, listen, she is bringing that guy. We are going to use the gays as a barrier. Mm-hmm. The, and she calls Joey and um, Eddie the breeders, which fucking yeah. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yes. And she goes like, and we're going to, we're going to have the gays between us and then we'll be the bitter single girls. And I was like, petition I know. for this spinoff. Whoever is in charge of that. I would I watch this spinoff. Definitely. And like Audrey starts asking these questions about Joey and Jen's like, you want the goss. You want the hot goss so mm-hmm. bad. It's like killing you. And she's like, no, Audrey's like, no, I don't. I just like want her to be flawed in some way. I know. And I mean, like that's what I mean is we're getting this real feeling about how Audrey feels about totally. like her fight with Joey. Totally. We have no idea how Joey feels other than people fight, you know? And yeah, it's like, yeah. what is going on? Like, totally. what? Like, I want to know how you feel about this, Joey. Like, this is your best friend. This, this is a person that changed your life. Um, yeah. And like Audrey, so Jen's like, you know, Audrey's like, has she ever made a mistake in her life? And Jen's like, yeah, the same one you did. She dumped Pacey and Audrey <laughs> is literally all of us who have watched I this know. show. And it's <laughs> like, uh, I thought Pacey dumped her. And Jen's like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you absolutely do stop it immediately. Yeah. And but Jen does Jen's say, take on it is that like you know a lot of it was Joey's like contribution yeah. to it, but whatever. which like fair, you know, fair, yeah, fair, fine, whatever. But like yeah. Jen, Jen looks at Audrey and is like, you know, those two are still friends, and she's like, you know, and we're you and I are still friends. I know and she I was totally like, reaffirms her friendship to Audrey, and it's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. like oh my God, it is so sweet of like, just because you're not dating Pacey and you and Joey might be in a bad spot. Doesn't mean you're not my friend. You're not our friend, you know? Yeah. And like, honestly, it's true. It's like, it's like Joey saying to Dawson, like, they're still your friends. And Dawson's like, I fucking know. Are they your friends? Like, (laughs) that's the question. (laughs) And Audrey's like, oh, fine. I'll come, you know? And, and then like, as they go to pay, Jen just runs directly into CJ. Yeah. Um, And it's awkward. It's real awkward between the three of them. And, yeah, and we're not sure why it's awkward with Audrey, but we're going to find out it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, so they like say some things and CJ is like, Oh, like have fun at this concert. And you know, Jen's like, Jen's like, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about like what happened between you and me, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to ignore it either. Like, yeah. you know, that, that she told him she liked him and she, and she was like, so him, like yeah. as a peace offering, <laughs> would you like to come to this no doubt concert? And she gives him a ticket. And I'm just like, fuck this shit. Like, I understand that you need a reason for him to come to, 
But like, ooh. it doesn't make any sense. Well, the only reason why it makes sense is because we've been in college for 18 months and none of our characters have friends in college. Like, yeah. you know, and like that is to the detriment yeah. of the fucking show. Like, you know, um, it's like, yeah. where is the like, you know, random other characters? Like, yeah. like in my so-called life, there were other characters who we knew who they were that like sometimes would pop up like Abyssinia, you know, like, and like, I don't and know. So you, was it named Dahlia? Delia. Delia yeah, Fisher. Yeah, Delia Fisher. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like they were just like other, like even like a cliff. Like we had fucking Cliff, you know, right. and like an Abby Morgan, obviously, but like Belinda, like there were other characters in the high school that they could like at that least rounded it be out. there. Yeah. And like now that we're in college, like there's none, you know. Um totally. And so then we're in this situation where it's like Jen's like, I don't want to be awkward between us. And like it it it's kind of weird, but like, I've got 10 tickets to no doubt, a very small number. Why don't you come with us? Yeah. And she's like, you know, a bunch of us are coming. So it's like not an eight. David's going to be there. Right. And then like CJ full on turns to Audrey and we're supposed to think that Jen does not notice this. And then he like, and then like she leaves like, yeah. Cause he like turns to Audrey, like, is that okay? Kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, you know, Jen's just like, okay, great. Bye. And I was like, bitch, yeah. Jen is way more perceptive than that. Um, and like CJ and Audrey now are here left at this. Oh my store. God. It gets so fucked up. He literally yeah. grabs her. He gets so aggressive with her. Don't, don't like, think that that's not in my notes. Yeah, definitely. He makes some acting choices. And I'm like, I know this is the script you were given, but these are the choices you're making yeah. that are really fucked up. And like, are yeah. we supposed to like you? I don't see how at this point, because yeah. he he like sh- we find out that he's been calling Audrey and yeah. she hasn't. He's called like, him back. were you gonna call me back? And like, <laughs> first of all, the answer is no. Obviously, clearly not. Like, yeah. You know, because he didn't call you back. So yeah. like, no guy should be saying this. Like, you yeah. know, were you gonna call me back? Clearly, no. The answer is no, sir. You're not obligated a call. Like no one is like, no matter what is going on, you know? And like, okay. And like to have him be so angry about it. It's like, oh my God. I mean, it's very real what's going on, but like, you know, we know that Audrey's depressed and now she's at the receiving end of like a real sketchy dude. Definitely. Cause he like runs out of the store. She leaves. She's like, I'm not fucking talking to you. And like, walks yeah, out. she's like, no, I wasn't going to. And he's like stunned that she's yeah. like, he's like, so you're going to act like nothing happened. And she's like, she's like, yep. Yeah. Bye. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah, did happen. happen. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. And he like runs out after her and he's like, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. And she's like, uh, yeah, we're like winning on the morality front <laughs> dude. And like, you know, she, she was like the thing we win for is use of proper birth control. So of course now we've learned, that's how we learned that they, yeah, that they suck. Yeah. And like CJ's like, she's like, not, my, not girlfriend. my girlfriend. And it's like, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. But like, it doesn't even matter if Audrey is like, I'm not going to acknowledge you what for whatever my reasons are. Yeah. I don't need you cj trying to convince (laughs) me of the reasons why i should continue fucking you when i've already made the decision not to get bent. i mean and and you know audrey says when when 
you know, CJ's like, Jen's not my girlfriend. Audrey's like, neither am I, dude. Yeah. CJ's like, such a creep. Like, oh my God. He is. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about defining relationships and how our generation really, like, I mean, not that that's not true of other generations, but like, I really think that like, there were a lot of things that started changing around now mm. where it was like, yes, we had sex, but that does not mean you're my, like, we're not <laughs> dating each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like we actually have to have a conversation about that, you yeah. know? And he, she's like, I don't, I want to pretend like it didn't happen. Like, I don't want to deal with this. And she like walks away. So it's like, it's, it's just bad. one of those things where I'm like, why are they doing this to Jen? You know, why are they doing this to Jen? Why are they doing it to Audrey? It's like, yeah. and why are they doing, and like, why is CJ the person, you know, it's like, I mean, it starts with the Jen, you know, like that's kind of the bottom line is like, it's hard for me to suspend disbelief to think that like Jen would be allow herself to be treated like this mm-hmm. because she hasn't in a long time been, you know, Charlie, it's like the very first time she got a whiff of him being shitty. She like dumped him immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know, seemingly having learned her lesson from Henry. And so like well, and with, it, with CJ, it's like, he's been made it very clear. He's not interested in her like that. So there's this part of me that's like, I don't see Jen as doing anything else, but like either walking away or being like, you know, okay, I guess I'm interested in the like, you know, whatever he does, the volunteer on the table or whatever, like, you know, whatever relationships on the table. And like, I, I'm just like, they haven't really sold us on like what exactly, exactly she likes about him. So, or what is, I don't know about him at all. Yeah. What we're supposed to care about. (laughs) And like, you know, like at least with Chad, Michael Murray, they were, they were like, oh, we're going to ride the Chad Michael Murray coattails. Like people are going to be like, and also like they have hot sex. Yeah, I know. That was established. They were like, yeah, people will understand because it's like, that's the same character he plays in Gilmore Girls, you know, whatever. Like for us, like at this point, we're like, who the fuck is this asshole? Like being like psycho to Audrey and also being now fucked up to Jen, you know, because like it doesn't like he's like, she's not my girlfriend it's like it doesn't matter like you know that these two girls are friends like so like obviously that could potentially create a problem for the one girl you're pursuing when she's like well my friend like has a crush on you yeah so you know at the very minimum I'm gonna have to talk to her before I pursue anything if she was interested in pursuing something but like she's said I'm not interested so moving on I don't need to explain myself any further yeah bye um so we go from here to the no doubt concert where Joey and Eddie are in line and there are two people in front of him them kind of like canoodling their like arms around each other and at, right as eddie goes to do the same thing joey's like oh these people that do this it's so <laughs> funny like, because she did that in season two obviously with to dawson yeah. but then her and pacey were like so demonstratively <laughs> cuddly you know yeah totally. and so to have her like revert back to it i don't know it's kind of compelling yeah. to me it is to me too. Although I do, I am one of those people that like at a concert, like I'm so sweaty already. I'm like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> like, well, I mean, when you're waiting in line for something, it doesn't really make sense. Cause you're like, 
moving you need to be paying attention <laughs> <laughs> and moving yeah exactly. i don't know it's like you have to move you have to get your tickets out you have to do all but these like, things i've definitely been in like mosh pits where there's like you know two people like one of them is like behind the other with their arms wrapped around them and i'm just like why first of all it's so hot in here how are you like no don't touch me second of all like you're just getting slammed into by people like what are you doing so like I do kind of understand it but also I hear you Mm -hmm. and then like they get to the front of the line and Joey forgot her tickets so like (laughs) I'm sorry it's like the dumbest most unbelievable thing yeah she like changed coats and they were in the other coat so (laughs) You know, Eddie's kind of like, oh, like, let's go back. And, and Joey's like, no, the show's going to be over by the time we go yeah, there. It's an back. hour there, an hour back, and da da da. And like, I mean, fair, but also Eddie's like, well, what do you want me to do? So what then do you what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, and we're all the way here without the tickets. You right. Know? And Eddie's like, I mean, you love this band, right? And and Joey says, like, yeah, I'm a dorky fan. I love this band. And I was like, okay. She what? delivers the line so wild. Like, I like started laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh-huh. she's like, I am a dorky fan, but I love this band. And I was like, like, what is going on? Also, like, I just feel one of the, it's so, Dawson's Creek is so funny, like, as a show, because, like, it hits on the music. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a whole, like, we have a lot of things to say about how well it hits on the music, right? And then, and yet, none of these characters seem to, like, actually listen to music, like, maybe Jen. Jen. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so it's hilarious because I'm just like, like, girl, like season one of the show, Joey would have only had Tragic Kingdom in the CD player. Like, I I mean, I obviously agree (laughs) with you. It's just like that is such an of of a character of this age, like no matter what is like very familiar with no doubt in Tragic Kingdom. And like, I don't know. That's why that line was like so delivered weirdly and like such a weird like what is going on? Totally. yeah and then whatever (laughs) it it just seems like another reminder of like why is why aren't why is joey and eddie all the way over here you know like whatever totally because like we go then to natasha and dawson who are in line and they are like full on making out aggressively (laughs) making out and it is so funny (laughs) because people are like they're holding everyone up and Mm -hmm. like people are like and this girl's like, uh, are you going to like go? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so when they get to the ticket checker, the, they find out their tickets are for the next day. And Todd's yeah. like, yeah, that, or, you know, Dawson's like, that's what I get for not, you know, for trusting Todd and yeah. whatever. And <laughs> Natasha's like, don't worry, I've got tits, you know, I can yeah, figure well, this and it's out. Like, we've got backstage passes though. So, and I was like, those are going to be a different color than the backstage passes for this night. Like, Everything about this concept is whatever. so weird because there's like no one lurking around the stadium and like, whatever. Anyways. No. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Fine. It doesn't make yeah. sense. So then we go to our dream team, Jen and Pace. Oh, we get a friend scene where also they get to like kind of break down what's going on in their yes. lives. And it's yes. like, we, I live for these moments. Like why aren't Same. there more of them? You know, like, oh my gosh. Because they're kind of like heading to get the seats and like everyone else that they're with is like, has gone. They're getting concessions. Yeah. Yeah. And Pacey's like, he's like, who, what are their names? And then Jen's like, CJ and David. And you're definitely going to want to remember David's name. I think he's sticking around, which is like a cute, like friend way to catch up about like, yeah, I think Jack's into that guy. Just like 
remember yeah. that because Jack's your friend. He's my friend. He's your roommate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, Jen is wearing the best purple velvet jacket. I, mm-hmm. I was like, girl, you're killing it with this. Yeah. Look. And she like is kind of being awkward towards Pacey and has to finally admit that Audrey is also here. And Pacey's like, you did not just do this to me. (laughs) No. She's like, and she's like, I definitely did. So like, maybe you should go to the seats and like work it out so that like, it's not bad. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we go like Pacey goes to the seats and Andre's sitting there and he is so sweet to her. He's yeah, like, and he's even sweet to Jen too, which is like yeah. phenomenal, you know? Yeah. He's sweet to everyone. Yeah. And he's like, um, you know, Pacey's like, I called you and she's like, yeah, I know. Like, I just didn't want to talk to you until I hated you less. And yeah, he's like, and is that like, how are we coming along yeah. on that <laughs> journey? And she's like, well, well, I'm good on the hating you, but I kind of hate myself. And, and he's he, like, so sweet so to her. sweet. He like grabs her hand like gently and he's like, why don't we go for a walk? Like, let's just yeah. talk a little bit. And she like does give him a hard time. Like, oh, you're being old and too loud. You're such like, an old man. Yeah. You know, but it, it is like a it's really sweet. sweet. Yeah. 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 And, and like, we go from that lovely scene to Joey and Eddie backstage and he's like, Eddie's trying to talk them into the venue. Yeah. But the guy at the back door. Talk to someone who works here. And the guy at the back door is like, yeah, it happens all the time. And you're just like, okay, so we're at this venue for like stadium show and there's no one else lurking around these back corridors. If, if almost famous taught me anything, that is not how that goes. I mean, if any like stadium concert I've been to has taught me anything, this is not how it goes. Sure. So, you know, Joey kind of like is like, okay, like we you don't have to do this for me. Like it's all good. We can just go do something else. And well, he, he's she says, like, this, if you're doing this to impress me, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't need it. And he's like, Well, if it works, you won't be impressed. And we're like, ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Oh, cool, more people are coming. And she looks over and she's like, <laughs> it's like what like, show are we like, in all of a sudden it's like, it's like a comical like yeah. slapstick like she's like oh she grabs him by the arm yeah. and pulls him to hide behind a trash can <laughs> like she might as well have gotten a hook and yanked him out of frame <laughs> like that's what we're like it's cartoonish like, yeah we, we're like literally in a sandra sandra bullock movie right, right now like what is oh, going on if only we were in a sandra bullock <laughs> movie right now aaron don't tempt me with a good time um and like dawson and natasha of course it's dawson and natasha yeah and like she's then like she's like unbuttoning her shirt and she's like she's like you're my brother <laughs> exactly <laughs> just like Natasha's so wild and oh, like wild. I'm here for it I mean, I'm sorry I, yeah, I was like, like I apologize she's super wild but like I love it yeah whatever and like so Joey and Eddie are hiding and Joe and Eddie's like that's the guy from the movie set yeah and she's like um yes <laughs> yeah and so Eddie's like, like did he not give you the tickets to this concert and she's like yes that is also true <laughs> Yeah, which I actually do find funny. Yeah, sorry. No, I agree. And I I just find it like super interesting that like, obviously Eddie knows this part of like some elements about her Yeah, and like, you know, he's, you know, interested in getting to know her in that way. But also that like, you know, Joey hasn't really like, like I find it just compelling. I don't really have like an opinion on it, but like (laughs) Joey hasn't talked she hasn't worked out her narrative of Dawson to talk to Eddie about it, you know? And like, I know it's soon and like, she's hard with narratives, but, um, you know, it, it feels compelling to me that she 
is like at this point, you know, she, what is like, it's just like, what does she want from Dawson? Yeah, that's, it's unclear. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks she wants nothing from him and Mm. there, and I think, and, and I think it's fair to want nothing just, like, and to also be that sad that wants, their friendship is I over. I agree with you, but I don't think she wants to be hiding behind a trash can because Dawson I mean, no is one like does, a girl. from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I know. That's what I mean. It's like so interesting, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that instead of working out what you want, you're in a position that you like definitely don't want to be in. Totally. But also like, I mean, I've been there at 19. Oof. Um, so like Eddie's like, why are we hiding? Like, yeah. we, let's not hide. Yeah. And they stand up and like, they see the door closing like no one in the doorway. <laughs> so and so dumb. Eddie like, you know, like gets it. And they kind of like sneak by Dawson yeah, Natasha, like, and the like door so guy. Yeah. Stupid. It's so it's, dumb, but like yeah. whatever. And like, whatever. you know, Natasha's tits don't work, but Eddie like slinking in the back does yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> what show are we on? Okay. Great question. Um, and we go then back to Jen and CJ at the concession stand and they're talking about Audrey and Pacey breaking up. Like yeah. Jen's kind of like, oh yeah, they broke up. And CJ's like, oh, I didn't know she was seeing anyone. I have yeah, a lot like, of questions about how, where this storyline's about to go. So you I know. agree with you. He's <laughs> like, I thought she was single and it's yeah. like, well, cause Jen and Jen thinks he's saying that because of the party where Audrey got drunk and like, yeah, the guy was like trying to rape her basically oh. um you know oh okay yeah. so like because 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 jen's like oh you know she got drunk and like and like you know sometimes people make bad decisions like that is kind of what she says oh i thought she and was talking about at the bar you know when no she, she was, was ta- single no she oh. was talking about like so she's like misinterpreting that like he thought because of that thing that happened that one night where they rescued her that uh-huh. she was single and Jen's like oh like that was just a thing where she got carried away and then he thinks like whatever so yeah you know what I mean um and so I had another note about how great Jen looks I had a lot I was like every once in a while I was like god she looks good <laughs> sorry so anyway Jen's like for two people that aren't seeing each other, you and I end up together a lot. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. And he like kind of wants to talk about it and she's like a little bit embarrassed and she's like, look, look, dude, I get it. You didn't kiss me back. Like, you know, I get it. And he's like, no, no, I just like, I want to talk to you about this. Like, you know, like, I don't think you do get it. The thing is I like someone else and Jen's like, what? So that whole, you're not, ready to date was just like a lie you just meant you weren't ready to date me yeah and like he kind of tries to have this thing where he's like but someone someone took me by surprise and Jen's like okay like did you sleep with this person which like I kind of think is overstepping on Jen's part but also CJ's being weird slept with her yeah oh I thought Jen asked if he he slept with her Uh but and because he doesn't say like he it's like kind of implied like yeah he kind of looks at her in this way of like yeah I did and like Jen's like okay so wait dating someone violates your moral code but sleeping with someone doesn't and like this is because this is the thing right is that like there's this part of me that like I understand that Jen is trying to get to the bottom of like what's happening here mm-hmm. it feels really out of character for Jen to hear a no from someone and not like immediately respect that 
Mm-hmm. But like, she's kind of not in this scenario, right? She like keeps probing and keeps asking. And we're like back to this again. And like, cause she's like, wait, 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 like, let me clear this up. And well, I and- think she thinks that like CJ is a good person and that they're all going to be friends because he's good friends with David yeah. who is potentially dating Jack. So that's yeah. why she's like, let's all be cool. I don't want it to be weird because we might end up hanging out together again because yeah. of Jack and David. But then when like, and she's like telling him like, okay, I get it. You don't like me and like it's fine then mm-hmm. he is revealing himself to be like a weird sketchy liar no, and totally. like manipulating her and so like I just think that like if you like for me it feels like she's like kind of reckons she had reconciled like whatever I'm just gonna try to get over this like in in yeah. the sense of like I kind of like this guy and I try to kiss him he's not into me so I whatever I need to just move on but then when I'm talking, I'm like getting to know more about this guy and being mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Because I would feel that way of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, like I, you're telling you told me this one thing. And like, the thing is like, it's fine that you don't want to date me. However, it sounds like you're just lying to me. And like, now you're revealing this new information that sounds fucking sketchy. Um, And that's fair. I mean, my thing is like, my notes are that they're both kind of in the wrong. Like, I think like Jen pushing on him like this, like he's told you over and over again, he doesn't want to date. And it, and like at the end of the day, does it really fucking matter why he doesn't want to date? Like he doesn't want to, and it doesn't matter if he's dating someone else or if he doesn't want to date at all, it kind of doesn't matter. But also like he's, he said to her that he doesn't want to date anyone. And then he tells her now that he like slept with someone and you're kind of like, so you're both being shitty. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, I like, I agree. I mean, I guess like, I don't know. I, I guess I just see from Jen's standpoint, she has now moved on to being like, well, we're going to have to be together a lot because mm-hmm. we have you know, mutual friends that are dating. So like, as I transition into being a friend, I'm like trying to get to know you more and you're revealing that you've just outright been lying to me. And I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, no, totally. I I guess my thing is like, there, there felt like times in this conversation and in all the conversations in this, in the beginning of this episode where like Mm -hmm. he had already said he doesn't want to date her and she kind of was was pushing. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this feels very out of character for Jen. Mm. like it it doesn't feel it feels like a writing problem that like Mm -hmm. she would be this like kind of pushy towards him it doesn't feel like something Jen would necessarily do um but then CJ does reveal that the person he slept with was Audrey like he doesn't say it outright but he He basically says it yeah he's just like okay so he's like yeah I slept with someone or it's either implied or he says it outright and she, Jen's like, well, usually if someone sleeps with you, that like means they're kind of interested in you. And then CJ's like, I don't know, she's kind of crazy in her life. And she's taken or something like that, which like, yeah. She's not. But then Jen like puts it together and is like, and so oh, it's like, why God. are they doing this to Jen and Audrey at this Agreed. point? Like, what? Agreed. You know? And so Jen like kind of, you know, puts it together that it's Audrey and she like leaves heartbroken. Just because like this guy's lying to her and like kind oh, of manipulating totally. her. And, no, like, this guy you know, sucks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This guy sucks. Yeah. So it's just like, he's pulling like a total number on her. And I, I don't know, I guess like, I don't see it as Jen being in the wrong in the sense where like, I think she's 
a lot of times too forgiving and too understanding. And instead of being like, okay, so you said you don't want to date anyone, but you just met me. Like, I don't know. I kind of think that feels like a growth moment for her of being like, what the fuck is going on? And if I have to like hang out with you, I need to know your true colors. Like what kind of hanging out with you I'm going to do. I hear you. I guess my thing is like the way I see it is she has told him multiple times she wants to date him and he has told her multiple times she, he doesn't date and he doesn't want to yeah. date her. And like, my thing is like, it feels like he's lying. He's proved himself to be a liar. So I don't I think, think that, that that's wrong. I don't think that that's wrong, up. but I think that her pushing at all on that feels mm-hmm. out of character to me. Mm-hmm. It, she is much better with boundaries than almost everyone else. And so mm-hmm. it feels like if someone sets a boundary and she doesn't listen to it, that feels like wrong to me mm-hmm. um and so like that's what I'm feeling picking up from it too mm. so then we go to this you know the, some other part of the venue and Pacey and Audrey are chatting yeah. and he bought her a t-shirt mm-hmm. and they're like they're having a nice if not like kind of awkward stunted talk which is like totally you know, yeah and like you know on the one hand like it's fine I totally am here for it but on the other hand I'm like what are we trying to get at with these two? I agree because Pacey says he acted like a swine and Audrey's mm-hmm. like, no, you're a guy. And I was like, he was acting fine. I mean. Well, do we, does Pacey know that he, she overheard him talking to Emma? I, I mean, that's up for debate. I would say. Because no. like, I don't really understand what him being a swine means. Right. Right. And, and, you know, Audrey's like, you know, it's not your responsibility to make me happy. And fine. yeah, exactly. Just so like insightful of her, you know, and also like an acknowledgement of like, maybe like some of the issues that they were having within their relationship where like, it was maybe set up on the footing of like, he was always there to make her happy. So when she felt unhappy in the relationship, she felt like he had totally changed, you know, totally. And, and he says, you're not doing a great job of making yourself happy. And, you know, but he yeah. says it in a sweet way. Yeah. Um, but, and then she's like, you know, I miss you. And he says he misses her too. And they hug. And I was like, do I love this? I know. Like, I was like, I was like this is this? great. I, I mean, obviously I don't know what like yeah. miss you means. Like, are they on like a path towards reconciliation or towards mm-hmm, friendship? Mm-hmm. Like that part is unclear, but like also that's kind of how shit would go down like that when you're, you know, 19. Um, but also I was like, this is why all of Pacey's exes still talk to him. Cause like he's, cause he's this dude, you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, he's like you know you got to just stop being down on yourself like Mm -hmm. and he kind of like tickles her um you know they kind of have this kind of sweet little moment playful vibe and then audrey looks up and she's like i think we're lost (laughs) right we should have left a trail of bread yeah (laughs) yeah yeah right and then we see jen and And, you know, they're all excited and, and Pacey's like, let's go. Like, we can't miss a second of this band whose name I don't know. And I was like a bull. I know he's like, I can't wait for, and you're like, just like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, absolutely not. There's just no no way he doesn't know who no doubt is. If you're our age, it doesn't, I don't care what you music you were into, you know, who no doubt is, you know, without a doubt. That's so fucking bizarre. And I don't know if they're trying to play it as like, he's so old now or whatever. And you're like, it's 
fucking no doubt. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, we're not like talking about like six pence, none the richer or something. You or know? Like, like at this point in time, it's like, it's not pink, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I could see him not knowing who pink was because she's like a new pop star. Right. But no right. doubt was so fucking huge. <laughs> so dumb <laughs> totally and like jen's like oh like can we meet you in there like i need, just need to talk to audrey real fast and she's like very sad clearly and, and like, pacey's like i get it girl time you know <laughs> he's such a good friend to her he is totally and like it's sad too though for me because like audrey was just in a good mood for the first time in so long mm-hmm. and like and it's like you're watching this and you're like oh jen's about to like that's about to go down the drain that sucks um mm-hmm. But like, you know, we get, I mean, again, Michelle Williams and Busy Phillips, like I'll watch them together on screen anytime. I know. Um, And Jen just looks at her and she's like, look, I know about CJ. Yeah. And Audrey like apologizes and she's like, look, I didn't know how much you liked him. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And Jen's like, I don't want to talk about it. And Audrey's like, well, just yell at me, like fix, like, what do you, how can I make this better? Um, and she says it was a mistake and I'm really sorry. And then Jen's like, yeah, it like was a mistake. And, you know, Jen says she doesn't want to yell at Audrey. And uh, then and is she like, does something you, like so much worse. She like calmly and like softly looks at her and she's and like, I had sympathy for you. And I thought you were confused, but I realized you're just sad. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, can you imagine? I mean, there's a part of me that's like, Jen, she's depressed. Like, come on, give her a break. Oh. But also, like, I get you. I get you. I get you. Like, it doesn't excuse her actions, but she is depressed. Like, oof. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. That's a hard scene to watch. They're great in that scene. The two they ones. really are. And you just, yeah. like, totally, like, see where both of them them are coming from from. like and that's the thing jen knows audrey knows she fucked up so it's not like a similar scene where joey's like you slut jen and jen's like what is going on here (laughs) what is happening you know um yeah so then we get our first no doubt song yeah which is hella good and i hate this song i really don't like it i know Um, that's what i mean why couldn't we get one tragic kingdom song i hear you because at the time a girl from southern california would not have used the word hella i totally agree with you i remember when that song came out we were so annoyed about it i was like what is this orange county band just singing about hella good like what the fuck right um so wait actually i have a question for you uh-huh. As an as our resident Orange County um, okay. person, person, person who grew up person who grew up in Orange County or ne- next mm-hmm. to it, um, what is your like? Because I'm guessing you have a different relationship to No Doubt than like those of us who got into them when Tragic Kingdom came out. Were right. they like? Were and also no doubt as an orange county band before there were things like the oc and laguna beach where like orange county wasn't as i think well known particularly around the country is that like mm-hmm. was no doubt like a big like what do you what's the- i mean obviously like no doubt is like a local band and like tragic kingdom is named after magic kingdom mm-hmm. you know and like at disney like i don't know like there is like a certain subsect like the like you know that grew up going to Disneyland every week. Um, mm-hmm. that was like a real thing that kids and did your yeah. parents would like drop you off. And at 
they, they remodeled it, but when we were kids, Tomorrowland was like completely different and it had a stage there and they would do local bands. So like, yeah, you know, like no doubt played there, like before they were like really big and like, also like there's stage. such a huge <laughs> punk scene in Orange mm-hmm. County. So there would be like that stuff too, but it's hard to know. Like, I can't really like, of course it felt like a huge band, but like, and a local band, but like you're in your own world when you're in high school. So like, it, I don't know. And like being like in Southern California, you already feel like the epicenter of culture or mm-hmm. like, you know, so like, because you see places that you're familiar with, like in movies and TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard to say, like, as, like reflecting upon it as an adult, I can see how like it was like, oh yeah, no doubt there are band, but it didn't feel like in the same way as like local, yeah. like even other places, people that will talk like that about like their local band, because like, I don't know, maybe just like the hubris of Southern California, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or just like, yeah. yeah, well, the world revolves around us, like whatever, Obviously. we're like a cultural, like, you know, um, Hub. you know, epicenter. Yeah. But like, we like obviously you know it's a band from orange county but like there were so like so many bands and like because even like sublime like sublime was such a huge band before it became huge in the whole country Mm -hmm. um and so i don't know that that there's a lot of bands like that you know yeah totally it's interesting to me because like i think i think of the east bay bands like green day is the one for for you know bay area kids where it was like, I didn't see them, but I know a lot of people, you know, saw them at 924 Gilman or some of the mm-hmm. old punk clubs, you know, and like, you know, they would play at people's high school and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden they get, you know, this deal with Geffen Records and become Green Day. Yeah. And like, you know, I that's always just wonder. Like so far from where you grew up though, you know, because like then that's why it includes like the LA bands and even like the whole, like San Diego is probably the same distance. But well, but I was hanging out in those punk clubs. I mean, they Mm -hmm. were these small little punk clubs that I was hanging out in that like, you know, I I wasn't hanging out in them at the same time that Green Day was playing in them. But like I was hanging out with them in them a couple of years later where, Mm -hmm. you know, these bands that like blew up. And I remember, I mean, Green Day wasn't allowed to play at 924 Gilman for a really long time because Mm -hmm. they were pissed that they signed a deal with Geffen Records. so I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, so um, we go to Joey and Eddie who are like walking through these like empty parts of this venue. <laughs> and, yeah, like, and, like, and Joey's, Joey's like, complaining. Lost. And yeah. like, I don't know. It's weird because like for like, I don't know. I'm like, obviously I'm struggling with Joey, but mostly because she's all alone. I don't know how she feels, but yeah. she's not like getting to know Eddie like she wanted this date and like they're not using this time spent together like admittedly like roaming through an you know the underbelly of a venue but like being like where'd you grow up like they still don't know they just (laughs) talked about that for the first time last episode like being like how many siblings do you have like I don't know like it's just like in terms of early courtship early like getting to know someone like I just don't see her really trying to get to know Eddie I mean likewise I don't see Eddie trying to get to know her I'm not totally Mm -hmm. blaming her but in terms of like the how much I desperately was like great I get to see a date I'm like this is the dumbest date dating I'm seeing well and it's like you know uh, 
I think that like young people dates like this, like these are like the things, right? This is like the shit you talk about yeah. later where you're like, where you remember later where you're like, we had this night where like nothing happened and yet everything happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting into trouble like this is what your college years is about. Being you know, young is about. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, the, the, they have this like conversation about like Joey's trust issues because like Eddie's like, you got to trust me. I know what I'm doing here. And like, you know, he's like, just stay right here and I'll be right back. And he like leaves. But we don't get it. What are her trust issues? I don't I was like, what? Like, I literally was like, whoa, what are her trust issues? (laughs) Like, like, I don't, I've known this character for six seasons and I don't know what that means. Yeah, totally. And like he goes and, you know, she kind of looks at him through this window and she sees him talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. And like when he comes back, she kind of like scurries away to like pretend like she wasn't eaves- like staring at them. Yeah. And like we find out that this is Eddie's dad. You know, he works here. And like Joey does seem to really love that she got to know something about him. But I'm also like, you could have just asked a question. I know that's the thing was like so bizarre. Like I was just like, I mean, like it is kind of also wild that the tech- I guess you're saying this is your first date and you're like meeting his parent. Like that's a little bit much. <laughs> okay. <a> lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like she is excited about it, but like I don't understand why. Like we're supposed, like I guess it's because we're supposed to think she's like, oh, I'm getting to know Eddie. And you're like, you could have just fucking asked him. Like, I don't know, like, like, I know I'm nosy, so I'm like a lot different, but like, those are like the questions that I feel like you're asking people on first dates of like, oh, like, let me build, like, let me get to know you. This is the thing, right? If you're like making such a point to be like, we're dating. Yeah. Like, that's the shit you need to ask. If you're just like, we make out sometimes and like, maybe we're going to sleep together at some point. Like, yeah, you know, like you don't have to ask those questions. You don't need to know that much. Like fine. Those things are all fine. No one is saying you can't do any of those things, but like the, the the fact of the matter is, is that like, you seem to be trying to date this person. So like, yeah. And you flat out said that that's what you're interested in and that's what you're hoping to pursue. And that this tonight is a date. Like that's what Mm -hmm. you want to define what you're doing that night. And like, I don't know. It's like, it's just fascinating to me because like, I just remember my dating experience being a lot different than what Joey is doing, you know, like, um, and you know, like, and I just think that like, just throughout this whole episode, the way she's even reacted to her, like other relationships, her friendships and the way in which she it seems like she doesn't feel like she has to put any work into them. It feels a little difficult to then be in this place where she's like, I want to date and I definitely don't want to ask you anything. And like, I don't want to get to know you, but like, you know, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Wild. So, so we kind of concert. Yeah. Dawson and Natasha, like, and trying um, to buy scalp tickets. They're, and like, they're like, Dawson's like, how do we buy scalp tickets? And I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening. It's actually very easy. Like, yeah. I, it's very <laughs> easy. Not hard I to do. Don't know what's going on here, but like, okay. And he like, has like $600 just like in just his hand. In his hand. He's just like <laughs> waving around $600. Like, yeah. what? Like, uh, God, you're going to get fucking stabbed at this parking lot. <laughs> so bizarre and then like he's like you know i can afford to take my girlfriend out once in a while and i was like oh interesting dawson so she's your girlfriend now yeah wasn't that a wild i was like whoa okay okay and, I mean, I she's okay with that so like it. they they 
either have talked about this or they're fine with this term sure, to their sure, relationship. Sure. But I was a little bit like, wow, Hello. okay. So they jumped straight into the relationship, you know, yeah. vibe, which like, I think that's why I like Natasha because Dawson, it's on a journey for him to just know <laughs> that you could just fuck someone. Like that it, it just like, it doesn't have to like, and I think that it's interesting because that's kind of been Pacey's journey with Audrey of just being right. like, you can be involved with someone, but it doesn't have to be like the love of your life, yeah. never ending, like blah, blah, blah. And like that, yeah. and like, that was what he, I felt like he was talking to Emma about where he didn't yeah. know what it meant that it was like, just Not kind that. of like this easy relationship that maybe was something that was like, just going to last like a year or two and then fizzle out. And he wasn't sure how he felt about that. Like, did he want it to yeah. last two years or did he want to end it now? You know? And yeah. like, it's totally fine. And all these things are part of your journey about like totally. finding who you are and who you want to be with. And like, so it's fine either way. I think for Natasha Dawson, just like is, you know, obsessed with having sex with her and that's totally fine. But like that, he's like, yeah, this is my girlfriend. You're like, this shit doesn't make any sense. And I am so here for it. Like if you were Dawson's friend, you would just be like, I mean, Natasha's fine, but like girlfriend, interesting. Wow. That's not the type of person I would see you with. Like, this is so fascinating. And again, I like, do think that like, here's where we see the kind of divide, right? Where Mm -hmm. like. I think a lot of the Dawson's Creek creators, and who knows, it, it might not be the writer, writer's fault. It might be the network being like, yeah. you can't show this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they have to be boyfriend and girlfriend if they're going right. to be sleeping together. Like, there's this part of me that thinks like, you know, I wonder, I wonder if there is a generational divide where it's like, you know, once you're sleeping with only one person, like that's your girlfriend. And it's like, no, you actually actually like, even if you're only sleeping with that one person, you actually have to define that as a girlfriend right. or a boyfriend, right? Like there there's like thing. And I think like we were really in this transitional period with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it could be that but we too. had to like, develop the new language for it. And totally. that's when this was happening. I think that we were supposed to think him being like, I like you was like the equivalent of like, girlfriend. you're my girlfriend. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Which okay. like now from our standpoint, I'm like, Super fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. You are so, making a lot yeah. of assumptions. Yeah. Natasha realizes that Dawson like fixed the pool for when oh. they were going to, you know, wrap the set or whatever. And then like, uh, like Natasha's trying to like make us feel this romance for Dawson and her. And like, I'm, I'm here for it. Like whatever. It's just <laughs> she like so sits funny. on the trunk of a car and like puts her legs around him and like they're kind of flirty and like yeah and they like and, make out so like you know yeah. like isn't like, this he an like epic lays romance? on her on the, yeah the trunk that's what I mean it's like it's so fucking interesting and I think that's why I like it because in the comparison mm-hmm. of Joey being like who knows the night could end with a kiss or a handshake yeah. and Dawson's like I'm probably gonna like you know like. I'm going to get a BJ later. Like, you know, or like there's like, there I'm gonna fuck is, this girl on the trunk of the car. Exactly. It's <laughs> like public, all this yeah. sexuality, which is yeah. like a complete reversal for Dawson. Cause he yeah. for so long was like very like turned off Buttoned to his up. own, yeah. you know, sexuality. So to watch this was a Natasha, like Natasha's a wild card and they don't make any sense, but I love this because yeah. everyone had like that moment in their life where they're like, I we're doing it. We're yeah, going for you it. Know, yeah. Um, and until a police horse comes up uh, <laughs> and it rips. 
<laughs> Again, Which they're in a completely laugh. different show. They're like, I don't know what show a different this is. World. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Totally. And like the cop starts like giving Dawson this hard time because he's still got this fucking cash in his hand. It's like the most accurate representation of a police officer. He's like, what's going on here? Were you trying to, you know, yeah, yeah. scout Why do you have tickets? that money? You Why do you have some- that money? Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, I'm going to do some civil forfeiture. Like, you know, some yeah, fucking and then- sketchy shit. Right. And Natasha's like, well, you know, like she's like, I was trying to come to the rescue, but then doesn't help. Where she's like, she pretends to be a sex worker. Shit's so fucking funny. Dawson was trying to pay her for sex. And so, of course, gets them both arrested. And I was like, it's like so fucking wild and i, like, I just love it so right much now? like what show are we watching <laughs> I, I just like i love it i don't know I'm like you. i'm like yeah why am i i was just like i'm crying this is so stupid <laughs> I, i'm just like i couldn't get enough of it i was like this is so dumb but like i think this because this season is like like kind it's of nuts. insufferable like yeah. Like, you know, like obviously we have issues with like Jen and what's going on with CJ. It's right. like, and that's usually, I usually like to be wherever Jen's being. I can't be over there. Yeah. Casey and Audrey, it's like too fucking sad. sad to be over there. So like, at least if we have to be stuck with Natasha or with Dawson, make it wild. Yeah, make exactly. it absolutely wild with a horse cop and like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then we go to No Doubt playing underneath it all. Yeah. So like it's not a this is not a terrible song. It, uh, yeah, no, I like the songs, it's fine. Yeah. No Doubt Tragic Kingdom is the No Doubt album, which we've been saying. And so like whatever this I remember when this album came out and I was like, what's happening? Like to No Doubt? Like because because tra- it's so much different than Tragic Kingdom, which I think is like a fucking work of art. It's yeah, so yeah, good. yeah, totally. Um, I want to say at this point, I did see No Doubt um, live uh-huh. at, at the Tragic Kingdom tour yeah. uh, in 1997 at the Shoreline Amphitheater. Uh, Weezer opened for No Doubt. Yeah. And honestly, I will say without a doubt, Gwen Stefani is literally one of the best live performers I've ever seen. She really is. Yeah. She no, has so much energy. Yeah. She had like, like the Shoreline Amphitheater is a big venue. And yeah. like, she had that whole crowd wrapped around her finger. She had us like chanting things and like waving yeah. our arms in particular ways. I mean, it was, it was like really one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Yeah. She creates a vision too. like, totally. she, I don't know. She's always been a style icon. She oh, like totally. created a character and really stuck to it. And I admire that about her. She's like Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber's like, I'm going to do my take is, on yes. mob wife. And she okay. is like flawless at that. Not my style, okay, but like it's flawless. And yeah. Uh, Gwen Stefani was like, I like she has such a quintessential like Southern California, like Orange punk. County. Yeah. It's like punk. You meets like Chola. Like I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Everything even now, everything she wears, I'm like she is so Orange County. Even though she doesn't yeah. live in Orange County, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, she um, she doesn't live in Orange County anymore. Um, yeah. Well, uh, just it's i find the disappointment with this episode is that like we and i get it they were promoting their new album yeah and like you get it and it's fine they were promoting their new album but also like they should have done one song from tragic kingdom and one song from return of saturn like whatever right like why am i not seeing like just a girl or don't sleep or something like that like come on 
Yeah. Or, or spider like, even like or the even like simple kind of life or like ex-girlfriend, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's just like come on, God, ex-girlfriend. That's a great song. Um, anyway, so so we see CJ waiting for someone and we find out it's Audrey. Oh, there's no line the for the bathroom. Just don't gloss over that. What's going sorry. on? I'm so sorry. Yes, you're right. There's no line for the bathroom, which is absolute fiction. It's like, and he's so like, bizarre. I just want to talk to you. Like, and you know, she's just like, fucking leave me alone. Oh my God. He fucking grabs her. He's super aggressive. He's, Cause she's, she's leaving like, the bathroom. She has a fucking stalker. Like, Oh my God. She's like, you know, this, it was a mistake what happened. And then he yells at her. You didn't tell me you had a boyfriend, which PS she fucking didn't. She didn't. I know. And yeah, my note is he manhandles her and moves her into a new location. Oh my God. And, like, and he then has the, like, I just like, what is going on? He's like, uh, I haven't felt this way about someone in a long time. And you're like, what are you talking about? You met up with a drunk girl late at night. You fucked her. And then she never called you back. So what are you fucking talking about? Right. Audrey, thank God, rightfully is like, you hadn't had sex in a long time. And now your dick is speaking like, get yeah, she's like, you know, I was sad because my boyfriend and I had recently broken up. And so I had some rebound sex. Yeah. You hadn't had sex in a long time. That's what happened. You don't need to bring Pacey into this because he has fucking nothing to do with this, which is a hundred percent. Totally true. Yeah. And she's like, you know, he, he's like, no, I he really like, like you. Yeah. He doubles down on liking her and you're like, okay. And she's um, like, that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of laughed at. And like, and she's, she's like, just I, like, I girls like run around so feeling long. bad about themselves and they're either too weak or too stupid to go home alone. And you just won the fucking lottery. Yeah. Which is like, I think it's such a great line. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, totally. And like, you know, she's like, stop now. Like, please stop, you know? And it's interesting that like Audrey has to like widen this. Cause like the way she says the thing that you just said, right. The thing about like girls walk around all the time, feeling bad about themselves. It's not like I was walking around feeling bad Mm -hmm. about myself. I thought it was interesting that she had to widen it to be like, everyone does this mm-hmm. like I don't I think it's I, it, I think it's like a, a spotlight on what Audrey's feeling which is like she wants to feel not alone in like mm-hmm. this feeling that she's having and she's not in a lot of ways but also yeah. like it does like in a way it lets her off the hook of ownership and in the, the other way it's also like this happens so please stop being a fucking weirdo about it yeah like she's right? trying to like be a teachable moment of being like yeah yeah, yeah. heads up dude this shit happens that like might not it, be the last time it might happens. go home with a girl and she might not call you again and your feelings are your own feelings you're welcome to feel that way but she feels something completely different and she's also welcome to feel that way so don't fucking call her or stalk her at a concert totally manhandle her you know he, um, it's vi- it's so violent the way he moves it's her so fucked up and then pacey comes up and he's like oh is yeah. there a problem here and then cj gets like hella possessive in this like oh yeah. my god and she's just like audrey starts like begging him to leave well because like cj's like you know it, it would be better good if you like took care of your girlfriend better and pacey's like wait what like why am i in what's this going on? What, <laughs> yeah, what's going on like, here what do i have to do with anything yeah and audrey tells him to go away and she's like he's like you know you want me to go away after what you just said and she's like 
Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Get the fuck out of here. You psycho. Like, oh my God. And she said, you know, if, if what you said about the other night is true, you would leave. Like basically if you really like me, you would get the fuck out. Like I'm asking you to. And then Pacey, of course, picks up Which is up like on, the absolute irony of men like him, you know, right. or people like him. Like, yeah, everyone can be like this. It's like, if you actually liked me, you would care about how I feel right now. And how I feel <laughs> is I want you to get the fuck out of here. Away like, from you me. know, yeah, like, exactly. in what way are you making me feel like you like me? Because mm-hmm. it feels like you want to possess me and give zero shits about my feelings. So get bent, dude. That was me snapping with a fucked up finger. Um, So Pacey's like, you know, wait, 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 the other night, like, that's what he picked out of this. And Audrey looks at CJ and is like, leave, please. (laughs) Like everyone leave. And CJ's like, you know, if you could be happier, you think you could be happier with him than you are with me. And I was like, I feel like I'm on drugs. I, I feel like I am on drugs. Oh my God. Like, All she's doing is saying I was depressed and made a mistake and fucked you when I was drunk. Like, oh my God, well, there was like, zero happiness there. And like, let's break this down. Pacey and Audrey are broken up and have been, right? Pacey doesn't factor this at, into this at all, except that he was one of the reasons Audrey was sad, right? Right, is like that they broke up. CJ and Audrey had sex, but he's acting like they made like loving declarations to each other. He's also acting like the fact that she has a past sexual history is something that's bad. Right. And that's something that's like he is in competition with. Yes. And Audrey is like the only person acting at all sane in this. (laughs) Everyone else is uh, just a mess. I mean, Pacey, like there's an excuse that he walked into chaos, but like, also I'm like, okay, but like everyone was okay. Everyone calmed down. And because Pacey then takes this exact moment. And this is where he kind of goes off the rails to just deck CJ. (laughs) He just hits him. He hits this guy right in the face. And look, is it satisfying to watch as someone who thinks CJ is a piece of shit? Yes, sure. It yes, is. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Is it something where I'm like, are we? Is this where we are? I'm like, yeah, that I mean, like, that's not great. Don't love yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's like a full-on brawl, essentially. Oh, yeah. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? And I don't know if we're like the way we're supposed to take it of like, see, Pacey is a bad guy because like I fucking don't, you know, like I, don't I think take it like that. Yeah. I think this, you know, behavior is unacceptable and something he needs to work on. Like, you know, he has violent tendencies and we've always said sure. that. But like CJ, get Wild. off of my fucking screen. You yeah. are a creep. I do not want to fucking look at you. Yeah, why? Oh my yeah. god. And security breaks this fight up, which like, of course, like yeah. you know, they really go at it. And I'm just like, why is this happening? Like, I CJ is worse than Henry. Like, totally. give and Jen a fucking bone. Has she had, remember, she needed that guy fucking tie. Oh my God. That oh, like yeah. slut chamed her and was psycho in season two. Season three, we had to put up with Henry. Like, oh my God. Season five, we have Charlie. And now we have this. Right. And we get this like respite with Dawson and like yeah. that doesn't, we don't get it. Like we get a little bit of that, but then it's like, no, we got to break up for dumb reasons. Yeah. Like obviously Dawson cannot be with Jen, even though they're like good for each other, have great chemistry and like are clearly bringing out are the in best love in each other, each other yeah. and are clearly yeah. in love, but like, nope, let's get out of there. You know? Totally. 
Totally. So we come back from a commercial and like no doubt is playing their final song, which is called Magic's in the Makeup. Yeah. Which I think I've only ever heard in this episode, honestly, to be quite (laughs) honest with you. Um, And Joey and Eddie are up in the rafters, like looking down at the concert. And, you know, she's kind of like, she's trying to like, you know, have a conversation. She's like, your dad seems really nice. (laughs) And he like, is like, nice. You uh, didn't really get to meet him. (laughs) And then he's like, like, you know, he is nice. Yeah. And Eddie's like, he is nice. He works hard. He puts food on the table. He doesn't cheat. You know, he's great. Yeah. And Joey, of course. yeah. Yeah. And Joey, of course, is like, well, that sounds like the second coming to me. And and Eddie admits that he's not really big on encouragement or higher education. And so yeah. Joey's like, oh, that's why you didn't go to college. And Eddie's like, no, I, I went to college. You know, I went for a yeah. semester and like, you know, just like sometimes in life, like it's all about timing. And if mm-hmm. you're not in the right place at the right time, it just becomes totally meaningless. Yeah. And like such like a weird meta moment about Joey and Dawson's relationship. It is. It's funny because it's like, that's how I feel about on the road, which is Uh like, if you recall the book they read at first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, there's a part of me that's like, I do think that's true about certain things in life, Mm -hmm. but I, but I also think like, okay. Like, and sometimes it's like, you just have to make the timing work. Like I do sometimes think, I do sometimes think particularly in regards to relationships when people, I I think sometimes there are legit problems with timing. And then I also think sometimes the problem with timing is that people don't want to make a fucking choice. Or they don't want to put in the work. Yeah. mm -hmm. No, I I agree with you. Because like everything does boil down to timing, like broadly, you know, but there are ways in which you can put, you can add another element to it. Cause there's like four factors here, you right. know? Um, yeah. And like, they, you know, they kind of hold hands and like turn to watch the show and listen, I- I'm going to say it here. Gwen Stefani's outfit is absolute fire in this episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she's she got that houndstooth so scarf on, which I, I was like, I would fucking wear that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, she she's looks a, great. I told you she's a fucking mood. Like she mm-hmm. is flawless, timeless. She created this like, you know, aesthetic that she sticks to and like, she's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that blue dress with the polka dots from, uh, don't speak Just, video. Yeah. I definitely owned. <laughs> nice. At one nice. Point. Anyway, we go outside the concert, Emma and Pacey are talking and Emma's so- who knew Emma was here. I agree with you. I mean, they <laughs> mentioned her, but I thought that was just like, we're going to not see her, but like, yeah, right. she's here. Cause she's the only other friend we fucking have, but right. it also apparently she got kicked out too, which like also or like she sense. left with Pacey or something. But like, she's how would like, she know that that happened? No, good question. Great question. Cause she's like, you know, pissed that he did this and now she can't watch the show. And <laughs> I was fair. like, okay, so yeah, totally. But like, is she being put in the mom role? Like she's like, you know, well, I, gotta also, be out here she, I don't you. understand what she's going, what she's doing, because she's like, you know, Pacey, sometimes people just like consent to having sex. And you're like, but that is not what happened with Audrey and CJ. Like, I know you maybe <laughs> don't know that, but like, also like, what is going on here? You know? Yeah. And she, and Pacey's like, I think I was right to punch him. Yeah. Pacey and- literally is like, CJ's a creep and he preyed on her, which like, 
you know, Pacey heard like a, a lot of yeah. the story, or at least he heard Audrey's point of view and is running on that, you know, yeah. God bless him. And so he's like, no, I, I did the right thing. And like, again, like, I don't think you should punch people, but also that was really satisfying to watch fucking CJ get punched. Totally. And Emma, I mean, Emma's like defending CJ. Like in her defense, the one thing she says that I do agree with is like, Audrey's not your girlfriend anymore, which I was like, true. That is very true. But like, I just don't think that that's like, not like, I agree with you. And like, I, and I know Emma's problematic and I don't think you're defending Emma, but the other hand, it's like, I don't think that's why Pacey punched CJ because it was because CJ is a creep. And like he said, he preyed on Audrey. Yes. I, I, I totally agree with that. But like, I was like, okay, she has a point. Yes. Audrey is yeah. not Pacey's girlfriend anymore. And like, you know, Emma's like, I mean, she makes a couple of good points. Yeah. Her she's next like, point just is admit it. You miss her and you messed up and you still want to save her. Well, and she says women are not such helpless idiots that they can't decide who they want to sleep with, which yeah. like is very true. I was like, that's true. I don't think that's what happened here, but you're right. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that's the thing. I was just like, right. get out of here, Emma. You don't know what happened. And like, from our view- point of the viewer, you're defending what CJ did, you right. know? Right. And like, and, and I mean, the way that the show's opinion seems to be is that like, these were two consenting adults and they did what they did. And like, now everyone is dealing with like what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that the conversation is a little more nuanced than that, particularly with how much Audrey had had to drink. Yeah. And I know. And I know that like when they're sitting there, she says to him that she's sober because she just puked everything up. But I was it's like, like impossible drank- to believe. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's not how it works. As a person who's had puked everything up, you're alcohol. not sober then. Yeah. You're yeah, less exactly. drunk, but you're still fucking drunk. Yeah, exactly. You're not in a position to be making like, consenting to things no yeah consenting to anything but being put into a bed to and sleep. even still like like there's also pointing out the fact that she was depressed and in a vulnerable place so like okay so do we talk about the consent of that of like maybe him preying on her emotions and whether or not that plays a role in the conversation of consent you know right because when we left them in the last episode they're talking about that they're talking about emotions they're talking about depression they're talking about her being sad and it's like and then you somehow ended up having sex which like look I mean, we've all made those choices at one point Mm -hmm. or another in our life, but like also, you know, that's, that's a nebulous area. And and I'm not saying like he raped her and I'm like a hundred percent sure of it. I'm saying that like, it is complicated and questions of consent start to get very murky and yeah, and all that think, aside, and I don't she's think flat out be saying yeah. she doesn't like him. So it's yeah. like, you know, it all ma- of that like murkiness aside, it's like she said that it was a mistake, not like a mistake that she thinks she needs to, you know, pursue like judicial action, action but she's like, uh, no, dude. And now you're being a creep and like, get out of here. Yeah, totally. So like just... Emma is a wild character and to see this, like the show through Emma defending what went down, it's like, no, like even at the time we were like, no, that guy sucks. And like, she was drunk and like, okay, she, she, fine. We can get, we can 
say she consented to that. However, she is no longer consenting to him being in her life. So that's right. the so next that's step the, we've moved on to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we go over to Jen, who is putting ice on CJ's face. CJ, but, like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh my god. But she's pissed. and also and, who's with Audrey right now? Right. She's pissed. He's being an asshole. He's being a wild. Oh my God. He's like, you're liking this right now. Cause you think I deserve it. And then she throws the ice at him, which I was like, girl, yes. Yeah. And she's like, no, you and Audrey are adults. Like, I'm not going to apply a double standard. Cause my feelings got hurt. Yeah. And like, CJ's like, well, I'm sorry. I wish that hadn't happened. And Jen's like, you know, like if it seems like everything that you think about yourself is starting to sink in because like, it sucks to be you no matter how together you think you are. If, Mm -hmm. and like, if you start hanging with Audrey, it's not going to like, you're not going to stay together basically. Like, you know, you think that like, you have to kind of not do all this stuff because like, that's, what's keeping you together. And like, Audrey is not together. And like, she, you know, Jen's being really honest. Like she's not, does not have her shit together right now. Yeah. Which is very very clear that like CJ just as a character is like, He's got a lot of trauma. He had a problem with drinking and he, his response yeah. to his be like destruction of really, you know, important relationships in his life was to be like, I can never date. And then, you know, from that place where he didn't develop actual true coping, coping skills, skills mm-hmm. he then is like totally mesmerized by someone who is a hot fucking mess right now right. and thinks he's like never felt this way before. And like, you know, I understand what is happening here. Sure. Sure. And I see Jen seeing that and understanding, but it's like CJ does not understand what's happening. And it's just like, I'm just like, I cannot, I have no patience for this person because like, we're supposed to think he has like training on at least the discussion of coping skills. Right. Yeah. He's like supposedly a professional at this. Yeah, or not a, per- a volunteer, a but volunteer. like he has training on it, you know? Yeah. And so Jen's like, you know, if I ever like want to help people, I'm going to be better than you um, about yeah. this. And she walks away and I was like, good for her. Walk away from him. Fuck that guy. I know. How'd that guy get there? I hope he has his own car. I want to totally. ride with him. Totally. Anyways. And then we go to Jack and David and Jack's like, you know, do you know, you don't mind taking Audrey home, but to your question, we don't know where Audrey is. Well, we find out she's locked in the bat because David's oh, yeah, like, she's locked in the bathroom. Yeah. David's like, no, it's okay. Like, I don't mind taking Audrey home. And, and Jack's like, good. Cause I don't want to leave Jen alone. And, and David's like, no worries. Like I, I actually have mad respect for someone who locks himself in the bathroom and tell, you know, the other people leave. And I was like, I don't, I was like, maybe I can remember David. Maybe you can try to like, he's so adorable yeah. to me, but I'm yeah. like, get on board with this guy, you know? Yeah. He's like, kind so of charming at this point. Yeah. We're supposed to think that Audrey is locked in the bathroom all by herself while her friends are like on the outside, like yeah. out in the parking lot. Like, you know, yeah. seemingly. Yeah. Okay. And, and like, you know, it, Jack's like this evening didn't really turn out how I planned. 
And mm-hmm. David's like, yeah, me neither. Like, it's fine. And Jack's like, so this whole dating thing is like not going great for us. Like, yeah, you know, we're all, we're like we keep going hanging home with out. a hot blonde, <laughs> hot blonde women, like girls. Yeah. He's like, we're these two gay men are going home with hot blonde girls, which like is yeah. not right. And yeah. he's like, you know, it's great when we hang out, but like we're the dating part is not going great. And they kind of like have a fun moment with it. I thought it was cute. I was like, like, I, I agree with you, but yeah. it feels like such like breadcrumbs when it's like, this would have just been the perfect moment yeah. to like play a, you know, song, say goodnight, not goodbye. I don't know. Give them their own have fucking song yeah. and then have them kiss, you know, being yeah. like, it's okay, but I'm still enjoying this. And like, you know, I like you. Yeah. We can, our night, like even a wild night like this could end in a kiss, you know, or something totally. like that. Like it just like <laughs> gazing in each other's eyes. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I'm with you. Um, and then we go to the police station where Love I have it. questions. I have questions though. <laughs> Natasha and Dawson are walking down the stairs seemingly out of the station. Yeah. With Natasha on Dawson's back. And he's like, like we were supposed to get ride. one phone call. So like they clearly got arrested, but they're not in the station. They're like out on the front steps. Yeah, and- Todd, Todd um, bailed them out. Right. But it doesn't seem like they knew that Todd was there. Like when he comes right. up, it seems like, oh, Todd's here. <laughs> like, it's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that, but oh, I was like, do they know? yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, but then also Natasha says they didn't get arrested. And I was like, okay, what happened? <laughs> so they just Natasha's wild. And she called Todd because she right. just was like, no, totally, totally. Like, you know, like I just, yeah. like she was like this, we're going to have fun tonight. Who cares? Like, yeah, let's get around, like go to the station. And Dawson's like all freaked out by it. Like, which I understand obviously, but like, then like Todd comes and bails him out. You're like, I don't know. It's just so funny. It's so, it's so weird. funny. So like, you know, oh, but then like I just know that this is such like a privileged storyline of Natasha being like, I don't care about getting arrested, blah blah blah. Like right. I totally hear that, but like because she's so wild and like so much other shit they don't want to like be in happens in this episode. I'm just like, okay, I'll take this breath of fresh air. <laughs> like I don't know. Well- what kind of like toxins are in this air, but like, okay. Well, and Dawson's like, you know, I think you might be a little insane. And she's like, what have you got? Like, you haven't gone out with an insane person before. And then he says this line, I have, but not in a good way. And I was like, hang, hang on. I know. I was like, oh my God, who is she? Who is he talking about? Oh my God. I was like, it better not be fucking Jen. (laughs) I I was like, is it Joey or is it Eve or like, oh yeah, Eve. I guess maybe it's Eve. I mean, Joey does sort of act a little bit wild when it comes to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- no, I mean, he's like, who, who is the, because ins- I don't know if he thought Eve was insane. Did he? I don't remember. I, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, who is she? Like, who is, I, I love it so much. I know. Like, I was like, hey, just hey, like, hey. Yeah, I went out with someone crazy and you're like, well, it's definitely not Gretchen. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we can eliminate yeah, totally. that off the top, you know? And it can't be Jen. She's, she's. No, 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 definitely not. It's like, it's a, to- it's a toss up between Joey and Eve, which is like a funny <laughs> world to find ourselves dichotomy. in. Yeah, exactly. like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, they kiss and Todd like breaks them up and he's like fucking pissed. And yeah. he's like, listen, kids, I love love. But if you ever fuck up my sleep pattern again, <laughs> I will murder the two of you, <laughs> which I was like, totally. Oh, it's so totally. funny. I feel you, Todd. Um, yeah. 
And then we go to Worthington where Eddie yeah, where walks. Eddie walks the girl home. So, okay, Dawson. Right. And he like, you know, they kind of have this moment that pause and he like kind of offers her his hand to like shake her hand like, shake hands. And then they like start dancing and like, he like it's... pulls her down to sit on this bench. Yeah. And he asks her about her dad. Yeah. I like, you know, I told you about, or you met my dad. Tell me about oh. your dad. Yeah. And she's like, well, he's the opposite of your dad. And, and it was kind of interesting to me that like, I mean, this is the exploration we like had hoped to get like, yeah, you know, the Three whole time she ago. was in college, you know, <laughs> to be honest. 17 and like, ago. So it's like, again, she doesn't really have this narrative worked out about her mm-hmm. dad. And like, it's not to say I don't understand that. It just more highlights that she hasn't been talking about who Joey Potter is while she's in college. Like, what mm-hmm. does she tell people she meets in class? Like, I'm from Cape Side or like, you know, what, like, what, like, what is, like, who is Joey Potter at Worthington? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that seems so fascinating to me because the response she gets is like, you can clearly see that she hasn't worked out like who her dad is like you know and when we first meet her in the pilot we know like her dad's in prison for trafficking marijuana you know and that's like her narrative about her father so we know that she has developed a narrative about him in the past Mm -hmm. but like now it's kind of like what's going on and like I don't know I guess just the way that they keep shoehorning this like dad storyline in it it well, and again, we also recently watched um, the finale of season one with like the most iconic Joey dad scene. And so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is where we started. And like, this is where <laughs> we've come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Because Eddie's like, oh, wait, so your dad's like not solid and hardworking like mine. And she's like, no, he like cheated. He was a criminal. Like, and I was like, oh, so just no mention of the fact that he just is like got out of jail and like maybe you saw him, but maybe not. Like, yeah, no mention of that. And Eddie, Eddie's yeah, like, like, how oh, does she he... feel about that? Does she feel abandoned or what? Is that no where word. her abandonment no, is? No, no word. Is that no where idea. her trust issues come from? Yeah, no idea. And Eddie's like, you know, oh, he sounds like a criminal. And Joey's like, well, yeah, that's what the DA called him. And like, uh, Eddie then is like, you know, oh, he must have done something right. And, mm-hmm. you know, She's like, why? Because I'm like here in this like in Worthington halls and and he's you know. like, uh, come on, that's not something right. Like, I still got work to do with you or whatever. Yeah. And she like kind of softens and she's like, you know, like that that was one thing that he was good at is like, you know, telling me I could like do whatever I wanted with my life yeah. and like, you know, really encouraging me. Yeah. She says he had a like dream big little girl and you can be anything kind of thing about him. And then Eddie says like, well, what is it you want to be little girl? Which I was like, woof, don't call someone you want to sleep with little girl. I'm just going to say it. And she's like, I don't know. I'm a work in progress, which does feel like a huge growth moment to me on Joey that she like lets herself be undefined, Mm -hmm. you know, like that does feel very big for him, for her. Like, you know, right. yeah. Um, and he like kisses her and says goodnight. And she he walks away and she's like smiling. And mm. like for how much we've had to sit through these like pseudo daddy storylines, I'm sorry, this was the worst payoff ever. I agree with you. Like, I, I honestly still don't know how she feels about her dad. And like, you know, like, and obviously it's very complicated where she's like, Yeah, my dad was cheated on my mom and mm-hmm. like, you know, is a criminal. Um yeah. But like, he also was like this positive force for me. And like, that's always been the complicatedness, but like, like, 
you know, like we've maintained, it's like when she went to college, she got to like kind of redefine like what were the pros and cons of her dad or like what she wanted to divulge and share about it, you know? And I think that there's like this real complicatedness of like, my dad wasn't there. He wasn't there for, because of decisions he made. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it boils down to this. Like it always feels like the narrative that the show tries to tell us about Joey's dad is that like the thing that made him bad was that he was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Not that like he wasn't in her life and he continues not to be in her life. Right. And that like a lot of he that was on like her mom and he, yeah. Like, and like, you know, that is something that she says a lot, but we don't know how she feels about that. Like, what does that mean to mm -hmm. her? Because like, mm -hmm. you know, like because she says that a lot, like, obviously that would feel super complicated and weird, but like, there is this world in which she cheated on Dawson in second season, but we don't really ex grapple with and explore like what that mm -hmm. felt like, you know, where it's like mm -hmm. Jack was there and like, whatever, you know? So like, what, it, what are Joey's thoughts on cheating? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, how did she feel about Andy and Pacey breaking up because of that? Like, you know, yeah. so like, that is something that she says. And I, I believe that I understand that it'd be totally fucking horrific, especially as your mom is dying. You see your dad right. like cheating. That'd feel wild. And we know what Joe, like Jen literally saw her dad cheating with like potentially a child and how much that like fucked her up. So like, mm -hmm. obviously this is a huge deal, but like what, like after all this shit we've had to sit through about Joey and her dad. And it, this is what we get. I just, right. Like, ugh. No, I agree. And I, it's like, you know, I mean, it's sweet that they have this like nice kiss at the end and it's nice that they're opening up to each other. I just wish it had come a little sooner, I guess. Yeah. And especially yeah. In, when we're watching them in an episode, that's all about the friends, just like, see yeah. joey not be friends with people you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah she's kind of alone on an island yeah totally yeah yeah so yeah. there's that too you know mm. i don't know so i know you hate this episode i it, it was weird and fine i just hate it i mean i just hate it because i like it's like it's i don't even get a good no doubt song that i love you know what sure. I mean? Like, I'm like, come on, man. You're going to put no doubt on here. And then I got to listen to fucking hella good. Like, get out of here. The only song I can be excited about is underneath it all. Underneath and that's it only, all. Like, which is like fine, but not great. You, you know? know, that's like, sure. That's in my top 20, no doubt songs, but like, yeah, not, not top, in the, 10. The top 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I hate it. I, I, I also hate it because I feel like, I mean, it's like, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. I mean, the, it's love lines is the one that's going to kill us, but like <laughs> the, <laughs> sorry, no spoilies, but spoilies. Um, I just think like, you know, at least some plot moves forward in this episode mm -hmm. and there's a couple of good friend moments, but like for the most part, it's like, yeah, everyone's like doing their own thing and fractured and like, you know, everyone's unhappy for most of it. And like, I don't know. I just, I yeah. don't need that. Just I don't need that on top of no doubt songs that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like on. another season six episode where you're like, what's going on? Don't care about this storyline. Don't care about this storyline. Don't care <laughs> yeah. about this. Oh, oh yeah. this is the real toxic fucked up storyline. So I yeah. cannot care about it, you know? So it's kind of hard to like, yeah just to be motivated <laughs> to like care. 
Like, yeah. who are you rooting for? I mean, kind of no one. Yeah. Like, like, I guess Jack. I guess Jack David. and David. Yeah. But, and like, I'm rooting for, I don't know, kind of Dawson and Natasha. They were mm-hmm. having a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone's kind of fucking up right now. Yeah. Which like, I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just don't care about any of this. Yeah. You know, totally, totally agree with you. And like CJ is like a total mess and nightmare. And like, I just don't understand what this, what any of this fighting is about. Like, okay. Jen liked him. He said, no, fine. Mm -hmm. Audrey fucked him. Like I get that that'll cause tension between Jen and Audrey. Yeah. But she was like, I don't want to date you. Yeah. You know? And like, so why is he still here? Yeah. For real. <laughs> like, so can you leave and not come back? Thanks. Go to Supernatural. Yeah, like, what are we supposed to think about him? Like, how are we supposed to walk away from this episode being like, oh yeah, cool. Let's yeah. keep seeing CJ on screen. I mean, it's the same thing with fucking Chad Michael Murray with Charlie. Right. It was just like, all right, we're done now. Oh, great. Now he, he's still he's here. here with Joey. Yeah. Like, I don't, that's not, that doesn't sell me on him. Right. Yeah. Just so. like, get out of here. I don't know. Totally. Um, and like, it's one of those things where like, I mean, obviously it's like weird. The storyline is super weird, but I think if he had made some different choices and had mm. acted like a little bit more vulnerably, like it's the same as James Vanderbeek where like, you know, if there were different choices made, you, yeah. I, I could feel differently about. I might be a little bit more on your DJ. side. Not even on his side, but like not be like you're dead to me. Like he, yeah. like I don't think it's in the script. Grab her. I mean, violently <laughs> grab her and move, like throw her mm-hmm. down, like in. Yeah, no. Yeah, so it's not like cool. you know that's a choice that he made, or like in mm-hmm. my opinion, it's a choice he made, which is like, whoo, whoo, okay, right. um, you know. So that's weird. Um, okay. So to continue our conversation from last week, this is for a listener corner. This is from Bethany. Mm-hmm. If Audrey is as drunk as she is portrayed to be, then why does CJ think she can give consent to have sex with him? He literally works at a helpline to help vulnerable people. So he would be more aware of this than anybody. This leads me to believe that he took advantage of Audrey's situation. And since she can't give consent, she is raped. I know she says, quote, now I'm sober, but anyone who's ever been drunk knows that being drunk doesn't disappear in an hour. This makes Jen's reaction to this in the next episode very frustrating. Maybe she doesn't have all the details, but Jen would know more than most that when you're as drunk as Audrey is, you can't really give consent. Um, anyway, given all this, I wanted to know what you both thought of this storyline. It's very weird that the writers seem us to still want Jen and CJ to be together, but I can't help but look at them, him sideways for the rest of the series after this. Um, after all of this, do you want, do you both want Jen to be with CJ? Why couldn't they have just written in an actual nice boyfriend for Jen? Hashtag justice for Jen. I mean, great question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think we kind of did cover this a little bit, but like, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, we've been this drunk before and mm-hmm. yeah, sure. If you puke that much, you sober up somewhat, but not totally. You're still drunk. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would argue probably can't consent. Um, you know, I think 
Audrey doesn't seem to feel like he had taken advantage. Um, at least I feel like we don't get that. And, and I think that like Audrey is the person who gets to determine whether or not it's assault, what, what happened was an assault. Yeah. Whether rape or like, you know, you know, if she wants to categorize it in some other way. Yeah. I think as a society, we established the parameters of like, this could be, so if someone says that they're in the parameter to Mm -hmm. say, I didn't consent. I was raped, but however, like that statement is a personal statement to say, Yeah, you know, and I agree that from a, like, you know, from we're like, Oh, we all we know about CJ is he works at this helpline. So he would be given those parameters of like, okay, someone might call and say, (laughs) I was drunk and, you know, I feel like I was raped. And then you know, as those parameters, you say, okay, here are your resources. Here's what we do about this, you know? So I completely agree that like, he would have known at least those social parameters. um, Yeah. For that, you know, again, you know, what Audrey doesn't think she thinks it was a mistake and, you know, whatever. And that's fine for her to think that, but like moving forward, I agree. It's like, fuck CJ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my thing is like, I feel like Audrey is the person who gets to put a label on it. Mm-hmm. I, I, as a viewer of this show and as, you know, like a person who, if these were real people, I would be like, that guy is a fucking creep. Get the yeah. hell away from him. It doesn't matter whether or not what he did, like theoretically constitutes rape mm-hmm. in the eyes of Audrey. For me, like whatever it is, is a fucked up maneuver. Like the fact that you didn't put this girl to bed, like yeah, or the fact I that you didn't me, make sure like she that got whole home part safely. is like, like that, like you know, because we don't know what went down, we don't know how it went down. Like that part is like it's so gray of like them having sex. Like his actions afterwards are the part. Mm-hmm. The part that we see on screen is the part Suck. that's fucked up. You know, where yeah. she's like we're a mistake. Get out of my face. And he's like, I've got feelings for you. And it's like, yeah, let me put actually, you. actually, that's your own. Like she yeah. like says it in the earlier scene. Like you're not here to make me happy. I'm here to make me happy. Like, yep. you know, it's like CJ that's on you, man. Like yep. I'm not here to, to then have to reciprocate. That's on you. You feel one way. Good. Yeah. You like me. Totally. That's it. There's nothing yeah. that follows up. There is no social contract that I have to do anything about that. Totally. And, you know, and I think like the conversation in the early aughts and the late nineties was in a different place than it is now. And, you know, I think not that it was right, but it was in a different place. And I, I think that like this idea that like, well, he likes you. So you've got to, you know, you react to that. It's like, yeah. we're, we've moved so far away from that. It's like, I don't, it's not my fucking deal. It's not my fucking problem. You yeah. Know? I mean, obviously it's like so fucked up that it's like CJ being like, I like you do something about it. And it's like, well, for the past six episodes, Jen's been like, I like you. And like, but somehow you don't have to do anything about that. Like it's the right. same fucking thing, dude. Right. Like get out of here. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And like wholeheartedly, like, I don't know why we're supposed to give any fucks about CJ about yeah. this, you know? Right. And like, yeah. I mean, unfortunately he's not going away. So yeah. Just yeah. Fucking nightmare, you know? Okay. And for our art and artists, this is from Nicole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm listening to you both talk about the Oscars right now before 
the slap has happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We didn't know. What I know. Was happening. <laughs> I'm so disgusted by Will Smith. It affected me more than it probably should considering I don't know Will Smith and he deaf doesn't know me. However, <laughs> that's the illusion, right? We as fans feel connected to these people because in one way or another, they are part of our upbringing. This is why we continue to buy their music or watch their movies. I think to an extent, our attachment to these artists determines our reactions. I grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, loving his movies and admiring his authenticity. Now, mm-hmm with that one act of violence, I feel that authenticity that I admired was a farce. I feel fooled and I'm pissed. Fuck Will Smith for his toxic masculinity. Fuck Will Smith for perpetuating stereotypes of black men. Fuck Will Smith for equating violence with love. I texted my brother immediately after it happened. Will Smith is dead to me. (laughs) Sag energy. (laughs) Except I'm pretty sure I mean it. I can't justify supporting him anymore. I'm pretty sure I've carved his name into the metaphorical list of things people I can no longer fuck with. And maybe I'm, but maybe I'm overreacting. It wouldn't be the first time. Curious to hear your thoughts on the matter. Okay. Um, My initial thought on the matter is this is definitely not my lane. Um, I, um, what is an airline though? Just having an opinion about, um, you know, particularly two black men, uh, you know, dealing with something the way that they dealt with it. I mean, I, there is a part of me that thinks that like, it's not up to me to make decisions about this Mm -hmm. or to have, or to really have an opinion. Um, so I've tried to ignore some of this discourse as much as I possibly can. I will start by saying that. Um, I also want to say that I think the joke that Chris Rock made was fucked, uh, beyond fucked. Um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia. She's talked about it. Um, and Chris Rock made fun of her appearance and also making um, fun of people's appearances is fucking corrupt. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, you know, this, it is the opinion of this podcast. And even though I don't always live up to that opinion, that violence is not the answer. So do I think getting on a stage and slapping Chris Rock in a public forum was like the best thing that's ever happened? No. Um, but like, and I think like you are totally entitled to your opinion about Will Smith being dead to you. That's fine. I personally can't stand Will Smith anyway. So like, (laughs) I don't watch a Will Smith movie. Like I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because like I am of the nineties and like, I've seen Independence Day and shit like that. But like, I try to avoid yeah, Will Smith movies. Independence Day is classic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, whatever, Men in Black and stuff like that. Like I've seen those movies. I don't think Will Smith is a good actor, nor do I think he's a good rapper. So like, I've never really, I'm like, I mean, y'all do you, I guess. I don't really like him that much. So it's not going to affect my um, fucking with his like movies and stuff because I already wasn't watching them. So, you know, it's the Chick-fil-A situation all over again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, you know, I don't think, I don't think hitting someone is the appropriate answer, but also like when you're talking about the systemic violence sort of that like someone like Jada Pinkett Smith has to deal with. Um, I think like, there's a part of me that's like, I don't know, what does she have to say about it? 
if right. she wants to weigh in about it, because that's the only person whose opinion I really care about on this matter. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that of all the things I read about it, that was the one that resonated the most. It was like, uh, obviously this thing is actually about Jada Pinkett Smith, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and I think like this weirdo, like, I mean, him being like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Like, I get it. I get where he's coming from. But like, also like, I would like, if she wants to give her opinion, I would like to hear it because like, that's to me is like what matters. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree like that. Just like, I know there's like a race complication to it. And like that, I just is again, like you said, not my lane, but I personally, just as someone who is in a heterosexual relationship, that whole, like, keep your, my property's name out of your mouth, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of it, that always personally feels performative to me. Um, you know, because it's like, just scope it out. Like he shouldn't, people shouldn't be talking. I mean, even though we talk shit on Jen's hair all the time, you know, (laughs) but I just think like making these, like, you're not doing it to 16 million people though. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, making jokes about people at, you know, people's appearances, like, I I think it's just like a cheap shot. Like, you know, there's so many things in the world that we can joke about and like being so specific like that is like, it's a mean spirited, um, like, I don't know, like, so that part, like it bothers me. So it's like, he shouldn't be putting anyone's wife or otherwise name in his mouth you know it's like yeah yeah so like those things like are like problematic to me um I also like am pretty against violence so I think that it's like the right like there is a legitimacy to being like I don't fuck with that guy anymore like you know like I always say like if I don't feel safe around someone I don't fuck with them so like you know what are you consuming in your life if you're like well someone could resort to violence you know and like they're even in this episode we see the complicatedness of violence insofar as like CJ fucking sucks and there was like a a (laughs) moment of bliss that you feel when you (laughs) see when he gets decked yeah you see fucking punch him like however like I just you know like I don't think that's appropriate but like I acknowledge the complicatedness of feelings and how like do we respond to like this real toxicity um you know that we see and how you know what are the (laughs) avenues to prevent that is very complicated especially since we know we live in the patriarchy and in a very violent society well and misogynoir is a is Mm -hmm. a real thing right um and i think also, I mean, what can't be overlooked in this discussion is that like what Chris Rock did was violence as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Rock, I mean, and here's my thing, right? Earlier this year, or maybe at the end of last year, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith like went on like a press tour where they talked all about for like no reason, all about like the fact that they have an open marriage and they fuck a bunch of other people. And I was like, you should absolutely skewer that. that these two actors who like, who gives a shit about their open marriage, like went on a press tour about it. Like my thing is like skewer that, skewer that that's like totally ridiculous that like, I mean, I don't the care if they have an tour, open marriage. Not the fact that they have an open marriage. Exactly, yeah, exactly. The press, the press tour is the insane part, or, or not insane, the, the wild part. 
not that the, I have an open marriage. I don't give a shit. That has been an open secret in Los Angeles for decades. I've known about it since I first also, moved like, here, like 15 you know, years like, ago. Let's just yeah. dismantle monogamy. Like, come on. You know? Totally, totally. Like, just but assuming like, that everyone has monogamy is just as problematic as assuming everyone is heterosexual. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, my thing is like, while they were like promoting movies, they like went on this press tour to talk about it. And I was like, what's happening right now? Like, was anyone asking, like, were these questions being asked or were we just like, you know what we're going to talk about? This yeah. movie about Venus and Serena Williams and their dad. And then also that like <laughs> me and my wife have an open relationship. And I was like, all right, guy, like mm-hmm. great for you. I'm happy for you, but also like whatever. So my thing is like, there are plenty of comedic things to do with certain people that have nothing to do with their appearance, that have nothing to do with things that like, are or like you know i don't know that's i just think like let's talk about you know and and again not my lane um and i think you know i would rather hear a black woman talk about the feeling of watching someone like chris rock get up and make fun of this person who has Mm -hmm. a disease that um is affected by the majority of people affected by this disease are black women. I would rather hear that perspective. Just, he's I, I don't fun of her for something be, that she is happening to her cause she has a disease, you know? Yeah. And it's a disease that affects majority black women or like the, the majority of people affected by this disease are black women. So like, there's this part of me that's like, you know, I'm not the person to weigh in on that, but I do think it's fucked up. And I would, uh, I have read and would be willing to read much more, you know, sort of opinions about that from people that it actually affects. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think you should feel however you want about this. I think where my problem, my big problem comes in and, and we're recording this as of right now, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has not really done anything um, hasn't like publicly publicly done anything to like whatever they've said that it was a wrong and whatever but like they haven't publicly like done anything but I, I mean the thing that I would be curious to see is like you know who still has an Oscar um, Roman Polanski mm-hmm. uh, you know who didn't get his Oscars Harvey taken Weinstein. away Harvey Weinstein you know yes finally at some point they got stripped of their like membership in the academy but they still have Oscars yeah, and it's disingenuous for the academy to tweet we don't condone violence when clearly like, they do we know they fucking do you yeah. know um exactly so. so so my thing is like you know i understand that this was a hot topic this week i know a lot of people have opinions i don't know that aaron or i are the right people to be weighing in totally on this but the the areas of this topic that i am willing to weigh in on are that like um, my thoughts were with Jada the whole time of like, what does she want and need? And like, I don't know the answer and she does not have to answer that, but like, I don't care. Will Smith and Chris Rock, I could care less about, um, or could not care less about. So like, you know, yeah, I mean, to scope it out the way I always feel is like, you know, you're consuming media, like just as much as you consume food and you consume, you know, other things in life. Yeah. And so like, I think you need to be protective of what you put in your body, which is why there's a lot of things that are hard no for me, you know, like mm-hmm. 
I won't watch a Roman Polanski movie just because like, I don't need to consume that energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and I, there are other, you know, actors and different, you know, things that I won't consume, you know, like I, I like it's hard, but I I can't consume any Kevin Spacey movies anymore. And that Mm -hmm. sucks because I love American beauty, but I I just like, can't put that energy in me, which is like really complicated and unfortunate. But Mm -hmm. so if that's like, if Will Smith How is where you, you draw the yeah. line, like, you know, do it. And like, we'll see when Independence Day comes, if I feel comfortable watching, you know, Independence Day, the movie, like I normally do. I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I just spent my Monday watching Low Down Dirty Shame because I think Jada Pinkett Smith is a masterpiece in that movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, the whole Wayne's family is a completely underrated, um, you know, family of creators and uh writers directors like kim waynes is a fucking tour de force in that movie and like you know that whole family is so underrated um i just want to make a quick recommendation that um i saw what you did podcast which is a great movie podcast um they did a whole thing on the wayans brothers like a mm. like a critical sort of like dissection of the wayans brothers movies so god there's so many fucking gems and low down dirty mm-hmm. shame is like an la movie yeah yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah a lot of them don't be a menace yeah <laughs> last boy scout <laughs> yeah 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 no, but totally. anyways so like you know like again it, it's like i think that that's part of this larger moving conversation and i think that it's more about taking up the space to being like no i will not consume that and i will mm-hmm. not listen to you tell me why i need to change my opinion and yeah. like i think that that's where i would like the dial to be moved of like because for at first with me too there was a conversation of like but like you know woody allen makes such good movies and it's like I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling what I do. And I want you to be okay with me setting a boundary, you know, instead of it being like, oh, but like, can't you understand? It's like, well, can't you understand, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's where I hope the conversation moves towards is like the acceptability around, like, I draw my line right there and it's drawn and please respect that. And I think that like, I kind of think there's like a few threads that I want to pull together of this, because I think that, that on the one hand, someone like Will Smith, like, you know, if, if you don't want to watch Will Smith movies anymore, that's totally fine. Like it's, that's your prerogative. Don't watch them. That's fine. Um, I think like the Will Smith slapping someone on in a public forum and Woody Allen sexually assaulting his two-year-old daughter like you know adopted daughter are two different levels um by a long shot right like there's a part of me that's like I think Hollywood should suffer consequences for the fact that like it has totally continued to embrace Woody Allen up until very recently um if if not still right like (laughs) I mean he's still getting movies made Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the industry that I work for is not, uh, is not out of this conversation because he also is getting books published. So, you know, it's, I think like, I think it should be, I, I, I have the feeling it's getting harder and harder for him to get movies made and it's getting harder and harder for him to find people that will be in those movies. And I think it's hard for him to get Bush books published. Basically there's one publisher that will take him, which like, if you work in publishing, no one was surprised that that was the publisher that mm-hmm. published him. 
um, because there are some garbage publishers out there and, you know, his publisher is one of them, um, you know, do a simple Google and you can figure it out. But like, I think that like, you know, there's a conversation to be had about who should actually be losing opportunity within an industry and who is like, I don't want to watch that person. And my thing is like, I've just for years not wanted to watch Will Smith because I don't like him as an actor. I don't think mm. he's that good. Mm. Um, I didn't watch King Richard, which I actually am kind of curious because I do love the Williams sister story. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it in the theaters. His The woman who plays his wife was phenomenal. Oh, okay. I was, had mixed feelings about him. Will Smith. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, I can't weigh in on that. Um, and I just, you know, for a long time, I've been like, I don't really want to watch this. Um, but I also think, I mean, and this is one of the things I kind of mentioned it in last week's episode, but then lost my train of thought or, or moved to something else. But I think also one of the things that we've been floating around in this whole conversation is nostalgia. And of course, this is a 90s pod, a podcast about a 90s TV show. So, so, you know, we are two people that definitely deal in nostalgia. But like, how does, I think one of the things that's hard to divorce yourself from, and this is, I think, part of like a huge chunk of the conversation we're having is like, how do I get rid of my nostalgia for this, right? Like if you get to a point where the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air feels like hard to watch, you have to like let go of this chunk of nostalgia that you have for your childhood, for coming home after school and watching that show, which I know I did. Like, you know, for for me, I mean, that's that's a big problem for me with like um, some of the like, like 16 candles and stuff like that is like a lot of it is based in nostalgia, right? I loved that movie when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And like, yes, I see the problems with it now when I watch it. And like, how much of that am I willing to give up? Or do I think that like having those moments of nostalgia, which do feel so good is like, okay, I understand that this is problematic, but I do still love this movie and I'm going to watch it. And I think that's like, that's kind of a line where everyone gets to decide their own destiny and their own sort of where they feel okay and comfortable. And I think meaning changes. Um, I mean, and that's, that's okay. part of like the lifelong work and why the rhetoric mm -hmm. of make America great again is problematic. So it's like, sure. yeah, okay. We can have nostalgia for a past, but we also need to scope out and acknowledge that like, there were always problems. And as we work for a more perfect union, like we need to be able to grapple with that and reconcile that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's like part of the larger process of growing up on our own personal terms and growing up as a community and, you know, um, and who we want to allow to, you know, or who we think should feel safe and comfortable and supported um, totally. And yeah. I think that like, it's not up to me to decide whether or not Will Smith it's not up to me to decide what I don't Will think anyone's Smith's... asking you to decide. No, 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 I know. But I, I'm just is. saying yeah. what I'm saying is like, if that's not up to me, I have my mm -hmm. own opinions about Will Smith. I have my opinions about what he did. You know, I, I don't think violence is the answer, but I also kind of do understand that like, if you've been dealing, if you are the person who's been living day to day with someone who has a disability and who you've seen struggle through things, and she's like been pretty recently like out talking about like what a struggle this has been for her. Like, and then someone gets up in front of 16 million people and makes a joke about your wife. There's a part of me that's like, I mean, I do get it. Mm -hmm. um, do I think it was the right thing to do? No, but I get it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so definitely cool. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things where you're just like, I don't think it was appropriate to do. I don't think the joke was appropriate. I think everything about it was fucked up. I think that like no one, there's not really that much ad lib ad libs that happen. So a whole team wrote those jokes, approved those jokes, put it on the teleprompter, allowed it to happen. I also think the footage I saw, Will was laughing. And then when he looked at Jada, he then felt like he had to act, which to me feels very performative and toxic. And I don't think violence is ever appropriate. Um, You know, like that's just like where I have to live my life at that line. And like, of course it's always gray and shady and, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but you're just like, you know, like you just have to like, at least always be working towards your stated ground and morals. <laughs> and so as a result, I'm like, no way. Um, and yeah. I could- and on top of everything, you overshadowed the fact that Questlove won a docu- best documentary film for Summer of Soul, um, which yeah. and is also an amazing movie. And- Will Smith ultimately overshadowed his own fucking victory, which is yeah. like a real tragedy for him, you know? Yeah, um, agreed. And that's like really unfortunate and to mm-hmm. like people like Nicole that love him and that, like, you know, like that could have been a real exciting moment and it was overshadowed, you know? So yeah. that's unfortunate. And also like, a, you know, what happens when violence happens is like, that's all that's going to be seen and talked about because like we try to set a line that it's not okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but Thank you everyone for listening. Yep. Thank you everyone for being here, trying to make the most of season six, but it's brutal. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, it's so bad that I'm like, I love Natasha. <laughs> Give me more of her. And like, that is like a real dark place to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> she's the only one that like, is like, I'm okay with like Eddie and CJ. At least she's entertaining. David it's just like whatever um mm-hmm. yeah exactly at least she's entertaining so okay and like makes Dawson like kind of bearable I don't know anyways um uh, we hope y'all are staying safe you know make sure you're registered to vote um we've got some midterms coming up um and some primaries uh yeah and uh Black Lives Matter defund mm-hmm. the police stop mm-hmm. Asian hate Mm-hmm. honor our treaties <laughs> water is life mm. it's getting really scary in the west can we start mm. talking about it <laughs> um uh we stand with all labor movements that protect the right of the working class police unions are not true unions they work against the working class um abortion is health care medicare for all um let's protect parents rights to call their kids whatever they want to and Mm -hmm. to support their family in whichever way they feel is important if that's the rhetoric the right's going to use i think we should use it too Mm um you know trans rights or human rights uh, mm-hmm. so yeah you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com we want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy uh we can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley capitalism corner we have merch bit.ly slash dawson's critique um uh, join us on patreon patreon.com slash dawson's critique and as always you can order our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek available wherever you get your books i will shout out a new account that i just opened uh in um albuquerque new mexico called opposite cool. books 
cool. O-P-C-I-T. Um, they're a really cool bookstore. You could buy our book there possibly. Um, and uh, thank you so much to those of you who have liked us, subscribe, written a review uh, on the places you get your podcasts. It really helps us when you do that. And we would like to thank you, those of you who did. You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as always, we want hope you have a great week. We will see you next week and uh, take care of yourselves in the meantime. All right.